This is Cinema Degeneration. <laughs> no. Why? why? Why is that funny? Look, look. You came to me to find out how guys like Mike and Chucky and Freddie do what they do, not why. Folks, welcome once again to Cinema Degeneration and our single serving slasher month, where we're celebrating slasher movies of yesteryear that didn't get any sequels. They didn't get one. It's a shame. There's some really good ones out there, but these are ones that are just single serving slashers only and no sequels. Maybe we allow ones that have remakes or reboots, but not any sequels. And this one is. One near and dear to my heart, we are covering Dr. Giggles from 1992, and my co-host is my usual cohort in crime from Grindhouse Pizzeria, Tommy K. Tom Commissar, how are you? We're doing great, Cameron. We're doing great. Excited about talking about the doctor today. I love love me some Dr. Giggles. Yeah, it's... I mean, you know, this is the whole point of us doing the, this, like, appreciation month is that we're, you know, we want to shine some light on some of these. But this is one that, like, I I find hardly anybody ever talks about, even in, like, the usual slasher, you know, subgenre groups. It just doesn't get any love, and, and it's a shame. I think it just came out a couple of years too late, uh, too, yate, <laughs> too late to, you know what I mean, to, they kind of missed that curve. Yeah, kind of missed the... Uh what they call the golden years or the golden age of, you know, the slashers of the eighties. But I agree with you. This is a movie that, uh, I, I don't, yeah, you never see, you always hear people talking about kind of like the same 20 movies over and over, you know, it's like, it's like they talk about the same movie, which is nothing wrong with that because we love them and they're great movies, but yeah, this one kind of got swept under the rug or, or people just don't talk about it. And it's fucking great. I mean, it's a great, it's, it's got, you know, it's like, it's got a great story. I mean, you know, you can't go wrong with Larry Drake as, you know, Dr. Giggles. I mean, my oh, God. He, you know, it's I got, mean, I know he's done a bunch of other shit. I know he's done a ton of right. other things. L.A. Law, you know, was big back in the 80s. Right. But I always know it was Dr. fucking Giggles, man. This is. That's it. He's synonymous with that fucking character. Anytime I see him right. in something, I don't even say, oh, that's Larry Drake. I go, oh, there's Dr. Giggles. Right, it's Dr. Giggles to me too. 
Like, I know he's done. I remember the L.A. Law and all those. I remember that stuff. And then, you know, and then his other movies. And that. I mean, I, yeah, you know, he's he's had a good career. But I mean, it's me. Yeah, he's Dr. Giggles. <laughs> yeah. He could have done, you know, a, re- remake a Gone with the Wind or something, you know. <laughs> he's still like, no, that's still hey, look, hey, they got Dr. Giggles in the new Gone with the Wind. <laughs> it's, like, you know, it's like, it's just, you know. I think really dope this, this movie's probably biggest uh, sin is that it came out in 92 and right. slasher movies just weren't, weren't a big thing in 92. They kind of went off on a, you know, they, they went out on the ledge to make this movie and kind of movie in 92 and, you know, and the ratings board cut the hell out of it. They made them right. cut the hell out of the effects. And some of the kills in this movie are so inventive. I would have loved to seen that work print. Oh Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. The, I mean, the kills in this thing, the, the people who put this together uh, were slasher fans or knew what they were doing because it's, it, it, I mean, it delivers on all those levels. You know, it's like it's got everything, everything you want in a slasher. It's like it just, it, it you know, it delivers. It hits every note. You know, what, you know, it looks good. It's a great story. It's got a cool, you know, killer. You know, the people in it are cool. It's got a good, it's got a great backstory. You know, oh, I know. love the backstory and how it's revealed in those little flashbacks. But let's yeah, not, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's get yeah, the let's... folks at home who are listening. And by the way, if folks, if you at home have not seen this movie, it's streaming just about everywhere. You can buy rent a copy of it for two ninety nine. Hell, you can buy the the Blu Ray for less than twenty dollars. Right. So you know, watch it, watch it, and if you if you've right. seen it before, watch it again before you listen to watch to it us. again. Yeah. Hey. It's Halloween season. Throw on some Dr. Giggles Friday night, you know, and yeah. sit down and watch it again. And because uh, if you loved it back then, or if you haven't seen it, you know, you're going to love it now. You know, it's, 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 it held up. It's one of the, it's one of the great slashers. And, and yeah, I think it holds up. Yeah. I think it holds up quite, quite a bit considering, you know, the time frame that it came out in, but right. it had the odds stacked against it, but we're showing it some love tonight. All right, well, folks, here you go. Here's your quick IMDb synopsis so we can get started on the, the play-by-play of this movie. Dr. Giggles from 1992 as follows. A madman who believes he is a doctor comes to town where his crazy father was killed and soon begins murdering people and becoming infatuated with a teenage girl who has a heart condition. And that's a fairly good you know, summary of it. Uh, you know, it, 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 there's a little bit more to it because I, I do believe that... Uh, the good doctor is a doctor in his mind. He does a he he believes it. I love the the first note I got about this movie. But before I get, I, I should get ahead of myself. This was written and directed by Manny Cotto, and co-written by Graham Graham Whiffler. And Manny Cotto, he worked on a lot of stuff. He's still working today. He's writing, producing, directing American Horror Story, right. uh, The Exorcist, Twenty Four, Dexter, American Horror Stories. And, you know, he didn't really direct a whole lot of, of feature films. This is one of the first feature films that he did, you know, after doing uh, some TV shows like Monsters and Tales from the Crypt. So, you know, it's still, to me, a horror director, director in good standing as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. 100%. But, yeah, I love the way this opens because the first off, I got to say, oh, this is a comic God. book movie. This is a comic book movie yeah. disguised as a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. What's cool about this thing? Okay. Yes, we've seen the you know it's a crazy psychotic killer or whatever escape a mental institution, and that's great. That's always a great way to open a movie. 
because it's like, you know, oh, shit, what's going to happen? And then, of course, you learn about why he's in there and all that shit over the thing. Do they start out? <laughs> they start out. He's Doctor Giggles is in one of those surgical rooms where the like students can watch. You know, like look down upon what he's doing. So yeah. he's. They open up, and you find out. Like you know, at first you're like, okay, like is he really like doing real surgery? What's going on here? You know, and then and and then so they you see above his head like the people looking down, and they're not, and you, and you soon realize that they're not like student doctors they're like you know a bunch of you know like mentally Blacked ill people patients. yeah they're like yeah. <laughs> you know they're looking down watching him and and then when they they kind of you know he's obviously you know doing surgical procedures on something and then as they you know pan down you you see a you see a guy on the table and he's 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 fully clothed but he's got his chest open and uh and you, you I, know, I love they, the digital they, effects at the beginning <laughs> for, for 92 showing oh, inside yeah. the body as like the the chest cavity opens up and the beating heart you know you can tell by looking at it today that it's cgi'd but it's a fun like comic bookish style cgi that just it like, fits well it fits like really the little well. i don't know if i'm saying this right but the little little disc the little blood platelets platelets yeah the corpuscles whatever and stuff yeah, they're kind of floating around in there. Yeah, that was yeah. I, I kind of skipped over that, but yeah, it did have a comic booky kind of kind of look to it, and it looked you know something. It looked it looked cool. Like looking back on it, yeah, yeah, you can see, but it it it, it, it still holds up. It looks it looks cool. It does look kind of you know, like a comic book kind of kind of cartoony yeah. opening with that. And well, it's you really know, I mean, this was a co-production between uh, uh, Largo Entertainment and Dark Horse, and Dark Horse right. was a you know comic book company and they actually right. put out a uh a i think there was just a single issue it might have been two issues of dr giggles in a comic book form but yeah I, they, yeah yeah that is true that is very true which i never got my hands on being a comic book collector at the at the time when this came out i never got my hands on those so sad i i have never seen it i've seen the covers and the stuff online but i yeah <laughs> I've, I've never even seen a copy but uh but they yeah, got, the, the, uh, this definitely has its uh, tongue rooted firmly in its cheek here. Right, right. It, it, like a creep show kind of thing, you know. What I mean, it's it's got that kind of uh, that kind of without the it doesn't have the little balloon bubbles pop up with things on it, but it's got that kind of feel to it. It's you got know, the that, you know with the the way the cinematography is done and the music is done. The music is really good. The right, music is yeah. really good. Brian May did the music for this. He did Mad Max, The Road Warrior. Right. Wrote games. He was an Australian, uh, you know, composer. I think before he passed away here recently. Big. Uh, so, the, but the the scene is is a, is a pretty good payoff for like you know just starting out with some good gore because you know he like this whoever's laying on this thing if it's one of the you know whatever the it, it looks like either a undercover cop or a, somebody it looks like an agent or something's going on. He's in a suit. And so I don't know if it's a fellow. Yeah, it's never quite quite explained, but uh, you get the idea. He's almost like a warden or so, of some sort. Yeah, and he's Somebody. like you know, so he's fully clothed, his shirt's ripped open, and there's a bunch of scissors and that holding stuff open, and he just looks pretty ramshackle. And he's got that he's got that saw blade, and he's like sawing on shit, and, you know, blood squirting up on him. He's all now to. Uh, Dr. Giggles is in full like surgical regalia. He's got the hat on, full professional, <laughs> full, full professional looking, you know, surgeon. So he looks like a surgeon, and he's sitting there sawing away. And they got they they got a close up of the guy, the poor guy's hand, and it's kind of shaking, vibrating. 
you know, and like, you know, I don't know if it's just a pulsation or if it's just from shaking from being dr- sawed on. I don't really know, but it's, it's not good. But it's pretty, but it's cool. Cause you, he's, you see that. And then, and then you, then you see, <laughs> and then they've got a couple of guys coming in. They look like they're, you know, in charge or something, you know, they're like, you know, going in or, uh, it's, it's Dr. Giggles or whatever they say, you know, and then the people, then you realize that, oh, he's let patients out. I think they say something about it. So well, they come in, they, they come into the room after Dr. Giggles has skedaddled and they find the, the, the guy that he was doing the surgery on. And then that's when they look up and they realize that all the patients are loose. And he's right. like, oh and my then, God, he let all the patients out. Right. So they've been watching this, this murder and, and, you know, with delight and glee. So that's pretty cool setup. But then it just keeps going. It keeps getting cool. And like it goes to a, uh, it cuts to, you know, after all this stuff, they're still in the hospital in the asylum and they, they go to, uh, they show like a nurse or some young girl, like she's sitting at a desk and, you know, she's dressed in white. I'm assuming it's a nurse. And then she's, somebody comes up behind her and it looks like it's two hands. Yeah, yeah. Like you just think of somebody putting their hands on. Yeah, it looks like somebody so. getting a little touchy feeling with her, like, but she she seems to know the person or at least thinks she knows them. And the hands are kind of down like on her on her breast and she puts her in a oh, you know. Uh, oh, Dr. So and so, you yeah, know. Yeah, right, right, exactly. It's like oh, out oh, here in the open, oh my. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It's like that kind of thing. And then <laughs> and then some blood drips down and then she realizes like something that's fucked up. And then <laughs> it pulls back and then you see <laughs> you see she stands up and it's like, you know, she's like, you know, horrified. And Dr. Giggles is holding two forearms with the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. With the suit and then the hands, of course. And that was what we just saw. He saw the arms off this guy down at the elbow and he's holding uh, him. And of course, he's got blood all over him. And he's, you know, just like, you know, <laughs> you know, doing and he's that. got one of his one liners. He's always got a one liner. Now, that's going to be half my notes here today. But he's like, I guess he should have kept his hands to himself. Right. I'm gonna, <laughs> I didn't giggles. I didn't write I should have wrote those down. I do oh, have I my wrote favorite. so many of them down. The first I'm one glad I you did. I'll let you that's gonna be your job at this because I didn't write them down. <laughs> the but first one he my... has is is one of his first lines when he's not talking about like the surgery he's doing and when he's like, Oh, the patient is flatlined. Oh well, win some, lose some, you know. <laughs> right, right. Now mind you, I do have I do have my favorite. And I will. And I, I picked one out of the whole thing, and I've got that. I was when we'll get to that when you like later. I've got one that I just love the line. I laugh so fucking hard uh, when he says it, <laughs> I, and I always love that line. And I'll we'll get. I don't want to say it now, but we'll we'll talk about it right on. Afterwards, right on. I was like, oh, I should have wrote these down because I'm not gonna. Re- I don't re- my memory. I don't. Re- I don't like. I remember them, but I don't remember them like now. Like. A, so I'm glad you wrote them down. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wrote down have, so many of them. They have they have to be spoken of. You know, they, you have to say them. So, so anyway, so now this this crazy shit's going on, and uh, you know, and of course, you know, they they realize that the uh, that the patients have been released, and uh, so. Uh, that's one thing yeah. that I actually feel like that they they could have expanded upon more. It would have been interesting to show like a couple of the escape patients committing other murders. I I just always thought that was like one loose end. Like, oh, why couldn't they have some of these these crazy motherfuckers like committing random murders and be like, oh, is it in uh, you know an imitation? Is it a copycat? No, no. Right. Like that right. could have yeah. been interesting. They definitely could have. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could have. They had plenty to work with there. And who knows? Maybe they did, and they never use it, and it's 
floating around yeah. somewhere in the in the universe. <laughs> Well, the movie is a good, you know, it's a tight, like, you know, hour and a half, hour and 35 right. minutes. It doesn't really need to be any longer than it is. I th- Yeah, and I agree. I've always said, I think these movies, about an, about 90 minutes, I think anywhere between the 80 and 90 minute mark is perfect for this kind of movie. You know, you gotta, because what happens is if you, you know, unless it's really interesting, you just end up filling it up with a bunch of talking and a bunch of stuff, and a bunch of stuff that doesn't really need to be in there, and it gets, and they get kind of like, they just get a little long on the tooth. I yeah, like they get a little long-winded. I, I like it tight like this. I like it where it's just kind of, because they don't, they don't screw around. Like, okay, like, like, especially with the kills in this thing, they don't, they really don't mess around. Like, right after we just see this big opener with, you know, we got the guy, you know, on the, on the fucking surgical table getting his shit, and then we've seen, now we've already seen you know, a nurse be tormented with this, you know, this, her lover or some guy that she knows hands. Yeah, and you can pretty much guarantee that she's she's pretty much dead, too, even though, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't happen on right, the street. Right, it didn't show up, but yeah, something bad happened, right? I mean... Dr. Giggles doesn't tend to let, let survivors, you right, know... He's got, right, it's something, you know, and who knows, maybe that was a kill that didn't get shown, but anyway, but, but then right off the bat, like, now he's escaped, but he didn't just escape... They, it's like it's really cool like there's somebody pulling up like i think in a town car and it's one of a doctor or somebody and they're trying to leave and there's a of course it's a security gate the guy's in their car he pulls out the card to push into the gate and then there's dr giggles he grabs his hand pulls his arm back to get you know and then fucking just and then I'm, he's got a one-liner there i'm sure you wrote down oh yeah says, L- laughter is the best medicine right and the guy's, the guy's like ah so he's got a scalpel. So now we got another kill. This thing's like, you know, like, like, a couple of minutes in. Now, like, you know, and he's got. He's so, already got like three kills. He's gonna take this card out, and I guess take the car, right? So he's so he slits this dude's throat. So now we got a throat slashing and a one-liner. Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. So he so he does that, and he and you know it's a good kill. I mean, you know, he he slashes this guy's throat. Now he's got the now he's got the get out get out card. So he opens the gate and then, you and know, now he's he free right now. He's free. So we got, you know, all these, all this action, you know, and this thing's not even five minutes old, you know, he's, he's already in it. And it, and, it uh, even, you know, manages to, uh, most of the time it's the teenager characters that I can't stand. And I've never been right. able to stand even since <laughs> I was a teenager. I just right. can't stand them most of the, most of the time, not all the time, but they actually like make a couple of these characters like identifiable, at least like, for me, like, you know, this movie, you know, is more special to me now than it was back in the day because me having my own heart problems and having the main character like, oh, having like valve replacement surgery. And like it cuts right to the Jennifer Campbell character, which I, I forget who plays her. Holly Marie Combs uh, from Curse, not from right. Curse, from uh, Charmed. Sorry, it's Charmed. Yeah, right. But she's essentially our our. I guess you could call it our final girl, our Laurie, our Laurie Strode of this movie, yeah, but she, she yeah. has a, a weakness, you know, and it's like, hey, I can identify with that. <laughs> well, see, that's the cool thing about that. And, and I think a lot of slashers, right at the bat, they make all these just fucking teenagers that you can't stand. And then that only speaks just so you're happy to see him dead. And I'm like, yeah. like, I always think like, I mean, I can get that. You know what I mean? Like the asshole. It's cannon fodder, so to speak. It's like, okay, there, there's room for that. Yeah, I got that. But like, just like making everybody just so unlikable 
and just so you can't wait to see them get slaughtered is kind of like you know it's kind of like to me having a few characters in there where you have some sort of emotional something on there to kind of latch onto, like the heart condition. I mean, even if you don't have a heart condition, you can identify with a young person who's, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, you may have a friend that has that or, or, or a relative. And you're like, you know, you're like, you're like, yeah, that's fucked up. You know, she's going through the shit and you start to and you care for him. You, you give a shit. But it, she's like one of the only characters you can really give a shit about in this movie, because the rest of them are pretty much. They're cookie cutter douchebags, but you know, that's okay. I mean, that's all right. I, you know, like again, you know, it, it's like, you know, it doesn't need to be all too highbrow. It's a cool, that's the fun part about slashers. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's like, you know, you're not supposed to have like 10 chocolate chip cookies and a big glass of milk, but Sometimes, so what? <laughs> so, sometimes <laughs> like, somebody slips an oatmeal raisin in the middle of your chocolate co- chip yeah, cookie. But it's trash. A, yeah, right. But it's okay. You can, you know, you can, it's an indulgence and it's, and it's yeah. something you like. You there know, you it's go. Like, there you, you know, go. It's an indulgence that we like and you know, we can have these and you, and it's fun to see assholes get killed. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to you see know, the douchebags get theirs. Right. Oh, right, there's plenty exactly. of douchebags in this movie to get the, right. <laughs> to, to be get. Oh, oh man. But uh, the next note I have uh, here is the the Rendell house. You know when they get back to it because they waste no time getting back and showing, you know, the origin of you know Doctor Rendell. It, it look. <laughs> and the note I made here is like, is it me or does like. The Rendell house looked like like the Munsters Fall Cottage, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool too. Yeah, it's. I, I would love to have like an old house like that in the end of my street. Yeah, like, you know, like yeah. Well, maybe I do. I, I don't know. But it's like, it's like <laughs> not with no evil doctors it, living in the. Yeah, basement. With, but, but you know, I don't want Doctor Giggles there. But well, I don't know, maybe you know. But uh, or maybe I do, and I can send some people over. I don't like. <laughs> like have you ever seen that? Be- crystal chandelier in there you ought to go in there and have a look yeah go it's in the basement (laughs) they they keep it down in the basement but um but yeah but it's cool yeah i know what you mean though it's like yeah the monster summer getaway house (laughs) like it's like like it's just like it's really bad you know it's like you know (laughs) and there are it's a wee bit rundown it's a wee bit rundown right but but it's cool i mean it's a great place that you know the old you know don't go into that i remember I remember, like, we never had houses like that when I was growing up, but there was always some house somewhere where there was a story about an old lady that lived in there who was like, you know, watch out for her. She's, you know, she's crazy or something. She's you know, crazy. Something. And it was just a scare, you know, that was the older teenagers scaring us little kids. But they're fun stories, you know. It's like, oh. Yeah. You know, in, in essence, they were probably just keeping us away from wherever they had right. their stash or their hangout spot. Right. And it's like, but no. you see you see the old lady come out and she's just some old lady, you know, like, you know, getting her groceries out and she's got a walker or something. She's, there's nothing wrong with her, you know, but, yeah. but you know, they tell you something horrible, you know, at least when I was a kid, we had some pretty cool older teenagers. We had a lot of little storytellers and folklore, a little bullshit that was pretty neat when I was growing up. I, I got to admit, I, I had, I lived with, we'd lived with a lot of kids in my neighborhood and there was a lot of cool shit. And Halloween was fun. It was really fun. Like people actually really did their houses up and, all the neighbors would hang out. And a lot of the adults, you know, they'd go to each other's houses and obviously go in and have a drink. <laughs> so it was like, it was oh, you, good, had house, you know, had houses like that too, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, you know, they'd everybody coming in and you know, come in and you know, everybody's partying. But there was a lot of kids running around and lots of lots of cool stuff. And Halloween was fun. 
and we had houses like that. But anyway, getting kind of getting off the beaten path here. But uh, we got so they're in the town of Morehigh. All right, Morehigh is uh, is where they're at, and then we've got uh, Jennifer. She's basically uh, that's where she first encountered. We first see the house, and then she runs into the kind of like the weird neighbor. What's her name? Um, oh, um, God, I forgot, Mrs. Uh, Anderson. Anderson, Elaine Anderson. That's it. And then that's we kind of see the. Uh, she kind of makes a comment about the. Uh, uh, her like she kind of like what do you got on your belt and she looks down and then she sees that little heart monitor thing and we kind of get a look so, at it that's a weird looking walkman and she's like she's just trying to be really nice by dismissing her she's like yeah yeah it's not a walkman yeah right 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 <laughs> <laughs> but that's but our the, first kind of glimpse of the house and then we see jennifer get home and this is when we kind of first see the problems and issues we're having between dad and uh the i don't is he is he married to that other lady or is that his girlfriend you know i don't know i thought that they they were married that they that he had remarried but i you know i'm a little bit sketchy on that i can't remember like if they're ever actually she actually calls her mom or she's actually the stepmom but she uh, the, the Tamara character is definitely the evil stepmom. She's definitely moved in, right. <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I want to say I think that I think that the, they were he had remarried after the death of his wife. Is they're not in good standing with the, no. you know, Jennifer and Tamara. And I have to say one thing: uh, Cliff Young, that plays the dad, uh, Mr. Campbell, uh, he, uh, he he plays the role really well because most of the time in movies like this. The dad is usually a douchebag who doesn't give a damn about his kid, and right. I like the fact that, like, no, he 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 takes priority when you know the when his later on. You know, we're jumping ahead just a little bit here, but you know, the scene where Jennifer comes up missing and her heart monitor ends up in the fish tank. You know, right. he he shows genuine concern, and most of the time, the dad's is just like a horn dog. They're just like, oh no, I'm gonna you know drink beer and get laid <laughs> you know it was just a, it's a, a nice little turn of events it's like oh wow this dad actually gives a damn that's he a character care. you don't see and, often and when they showed tamara like not really giving a shit she that's when we really like like we you're not we don't really like her you know like yeah. she's not like she's the evil like, stepmom you know right she's the evil she, that's those true evil stepmom colors come through and and yeah, he shines as a dad. Like, hey, this is my this is my daughter. You know, like it's like I'm. You know, it's like they, it's almost like don't make me pick between you two because if I do, you know, I'm picking my daughter. Yeah, <laughs> don't know. make me pick because you're not gonna like the outcome. Right, you're not gonna you're not gonna like what I have to say. But it's cool. So we kind of get that. So we know there's some tension at home, and then uh, and then we go into a cool flashback. We well, we first we go into the house, and yeah, uh, yeah, where uh, Doctor Giggles is kind of like in in a sub basement, like pulling right. back some plaster and some uh, fake wall that had been built up. This is where yeah. I kind of made another note. I'm like, this is where you, you get the unbridled it, again, unbridled unbelievability of the comic book world. Like, you know, this house had been there since, you know, I think they said it was happened in 59 when the massacre 57. happened or 57. Yeah, yeah. And this is 90, the 92, 30, you know, the, 30 some odd years later and nobody had discovered this sub basement. Like, right. I, I, I'll suspend my disbelief because it's so much fucking fun. Right. But I love yeah, the you flashback. could look at this and go, you could look at this and go in reality, 
Yeah, some some contractor, somebody would have found this fucking faux wall, you know, this fake wall, and found out <laughs> there's something behind it. There's an entire like a doctor's office, but it's cool because yeah. it's a cool setup because you you think to yourself, wouldn't that be cool? Like you're in an old house, and you know, for some reason, you figured out there's a fake wall here, and you kind of but you and your friends kind of broke through it. I mean, it'd be good for a cool story about something else like you find some secret passageway or something you know i mean not that that hasn't been done but you know what right, i mean it's right. kind of a, it's kind of like it's, it's wild like to think like okay he, you know dr giggles obviously knows it's all there but you know to think like if you were to go through a wall and find some secret room and passages that's always kind of fascinating me these old houses where they have these little secret doors and they're hidden you know yeah, yeah. Behind a closet, there's a little door that opens up, and there's a whole big, huge thing, you know. And it's like it's 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 cool. So anyway, he's busting away this wall, and then we see, we actually see the old classic uh, doctor's office door, uh, where it's got like Doctor Rendell's name, you know, like on it. And you're like, oh, so this this, you know, he had like the the classic old home doctor. He had his own office yeah, there, a little private practice, yeah, private practicing, and it's and it's cool, and and. Uh, so it's a good part for we get our first flashback, which is cool. So yeah, this is what I call this is how you make a uh, how you breed a killer uh, flashback. Right, and it's good. So go ahead if you want. Go ahead, take over on this flashback. Well, I mean, it's the the dad kind of looks like a Sigmund Freud kind, right. of, kind of character. He comes home, he greet greets his wife, and asks, you know, you know, where's his son at? And he's like, oh, he's you know, he's in his room. And what is Doctor Little Doctor Evan Rendell doing? He's doing surgery on. A teddy bear. A teddy bear. His, yep. Yeah. And he's p- picking out the stuffing and looking at it. And he's got his little stethoscope and his scalpel and everything. But as the dad enters and, uh, you know, greets him and he runs into his dad's arms, I want to be a doctor and a surgeon just like you. And he's like, and you will be, son. And as the camera pans around, you see there's dozens of teddy bears and stuffed yes. animals all with that have had surgery done on them. And they're all stitched up and stitched, stitched up horribly. Up. <laughs> yeah, but very rough. <laughs> but it's such a good idea because when they when they pan across you, and you, you first see all the like the stuffed animals, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. oh wait a minute, you know they're all like, he's, he's, you know, he, this kid has gone in there and you know done surgery and stitched all these little dolls up, you know. Yeah, that, that's how you make a killer. That's how you make right. a killer. Just, and, and, you know, it's like that's creepy. Like if you found that, like if you're buddy's kid was like that or you were at your doctor's house and they had a you know and you saw that you know you'd be like oh, what the fuck i'd be <laughs> like nope nope uh, i'm out <laughs> all righty well good seeing you <laughs> i'll pass <laughs> these damn kidney stones on my own sir right i'm, I'm gonna just here. i'm gonna go home and just piss these out of myself i'm gonna punch myself in the kidney and i'll handle it but uh anyway we go now we cut to the first real scene of the douchebag brigade they showed him a little oh, earlier yeah cool now they got the, uh, you know, you got the little smart assy little shits, and they're all cocky, and you know they 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 pull Led by like, head head douchebag stew. As I stew, call him, he, he's the kid with the backwards hat, isn't he? Like the yeah, 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 the backwards like, hat. Yeah, he, yeah, he's chewing gum. He's a little, yeah, he's a little. But he but, he is the first one to give us our our the. I, I didn't write down the whole rhyme, but he starts to give us the Doctor Rendell rhyme. He's like. The town has a doctor, and his name is Rendell. And you want to stay away from him because he's the doctor from hell. And I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> it's really good. I wish I, yeah, I, you know what? I don't remember it, but I remember when he starts saying, oh, yeah, this is cool. I love that stuff. 
you know, like, you know, it's like the fucking Lizzie Borden, you know, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's like that thing, like, it's, it tells about the legend. It's like those, you know, like those, those, uh, those they call murder hymns or whatever, where they, you know, like they, they, you know, they, you know, they, it's the old story about something that happened and somebody comes up with a little old limerick, little sing songy little, little rhyme, you know, and it's, it's really, I love that. It was really cool. That really added a lot because, well, we get to later on in the story that comes up again where somebody else sings it and then they sing it again. So that's something that's been around for a long time. Yeah. 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 And uh, so anyway, they're in this house and they're walking around and, you know, just looking at shit. And, and I think the other characters that are with them don't, you know, they're kind of like, uh, you know, like, I don't think they're really into this. <laughs> like it, it seems they're more not nearly like, as into it as he is. Right. It's, this, like, is, this is Stu, you know, having fun, being a dick, you know, and uh, the other guys are kind of like, you know, there's a, there's another girl and there's two girls and like the women and the two guys. And then, uh, so they're in there and, uh, Stu's whole, what's Stu got in his hand? He's got a hammer or a little axe or something in his hand. If I, remember. I thought it was a little hatchet or a little hammer. A little hatchet or something. He's, 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 he knows about something in these walls and he's tapping on the walls and he's trying well, to, he like, tells, tell he about. tells all them, he's like, you know, the, the, he tells them the story of what happened, you know, uh, before we get to the, this point. And he's like, you know, the townspeople had their way with the doctor, you know, had, killed a bunch of his patients so they dragged him out in the street and stoned him to death and but the the son is what you know which is our dr giggles had came up missing and he's like i'm convinced that he's still here you know hiding in the walls and dr giggles is legit downstairs in the basement cleaning up like he's prepping for surgery he's shaving (laughs) he's shaving they show straight razor and he's kind of shaving his face so yeah he He's telling the story, but he's legit downstairs. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like he's like, I think he's in here, and it's like, you know, Stu, you're going to be really upset with how right you are here. Right, right. You haven't soon. been right. You haven't been right about a lot in your life, but this, this particular thing. So they, he does something shitty though, Stu, which is no, it's a no-brainer. He gets his friends to go in this one room and he 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 wedges that little axe thing into the door and locks him in it. And yeah, so yeah. So the guy, the the guy is kind of trying to bust through it, you know, and he hurts his shoulder. He's trying to bust through the door, and they're, you know, and the the girl with him's like, you know, like I, you know, like basically, like, see, I told you so. Like this is this, like, yeah. shouldn't be here, that kind of a thing, and you know, like it was a, uh, you know, and so they're trying to get out of the room, and and Stu and the girl that like, he's got, they run out of the house, and uh, and yeah, know, they just leave him there. It turns into a pretty wicked scene they uh she's like now all of a sudden she's kind of like you know like you know she's kind of getting a little horn doggy with him and uh and uh they and he's trying to break out of this like she's like if you don't get out of here you don't get none you know it's like if you get me out of here you might get some but if you you right in here definitely not yeah getting a little touchy-feely with him so he's like ah so he's trying now he busting he's busting through the door and then now we cut back to Rendell. Now Rendell's got the white coat on. And he opens up a thing. It's a cool shot. You see like his old, his doctor's old bag. His yeah, dad's, yeah. His dad's old doctor bag is what I should say. He's got the name embossed on it. And, you know, and he's all dressed up. He's got the bow tie. And, uh, you know, he looks legit. He, like he looks that. like, like an old timey doctor. Yeah. If you saw this guy, you'd be like, you know, hey, what's up? You know, he looks like this old time doctor. Yeah, what's going on? And then so he grabs the bag. And so he's out. And then. They can hear, uh, I think they, don't they hear his, 
Yeah, they yeah, they, they, they think they do. They don't quite know what they're hearing, but they, they hear it. They hear it. They hear something, so he's he's kind of roaming around, and, uh, it, you know, it's getting weird. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like, you know, okay, something's bad. This isn't going to be good for them. The the dude whose name is they Trotter. Right. They, they, yeah, he, he decides to play a prank on her, and he looks through the keyhole, and he he pranks her, and he fakes out that he gets right. stabbed in the eye, and he... <laughs> Yeah, it's our first jump scare kind of thing. It's yeah, like, there's oh, not shit. a whole lot of like, oh. fake jump scares in this movie, but that's a good one. That's a jump scare. Like, we think, oh, shit, he got him. And then he puts his hands back. He's laughing his ass off, you know, like, ah, you know, and she's like, you motherfucker. But then they show Two a seconds later. <laughs> the keyhole, all of a sudden there's like a, like a big, long, like something comes through, like a big, long, I don't know, what is it, a big needle? Yeah, it's I like a, it's big, a big, big hypodermic needle. Like. A high, hypodermic needle, which I'm going to talk about that in a second. So the hypodermic needle comes through and he shoots him up. And I go, so she's like, well, stop playing around, you know. Then now he's really fucked up. He comes in and I, I, I love it because uh, he, he opens the door and uh, so she's terrified. And her, her partner, he's laying on the floor. And he, he's, he's already like, dead. He's like yeah, he's, yeah, he's already, up his guts. And yeah, he's, he's, he's done. And what I love about this, the first time you see, and you'll see it in other parts of the movie, but the first thing you see is every time he's holding like some sort of surgical utensil, like a, uh, anything he's got that's got anything. It's, it's got lot, any kind of blade or anything. It's like a lot that. bigger than it needs to be. Like, like the needle is like super long, you know, and like that. Now that might be used in somewhere in the things, but it's like, you know, like later on, he's got some sort of utensil that's super fucking like some sort of thing with a sharp end of it. And it's like, you know, oh, that's going to that go thermometer. Up. That's like a foot yeah, and a half the thermometer long. and he's going to inspect somebody's nose. He's got a thing and it's super long, you know, it's going to go right into the brain. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. But so, uh, we've got, uh, so we cut back to the, the, we cut over to like the crazy neighbor that was bugging Jennifer earlier and she's got her little yappy dog and she can hear stuff that's going on. So she's like going to be the nosy neighbor now and kind of go over and see what's up. And she kind of comes eye to eye with uh, the doctor. Correct. For, for <laughs> keeping through a so, hole in the door. And then he just kind of, yeah. he doesn't say anything. He just giggles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's a good setup for a scene. Like, okay, we got this obnoxious neighbor and her dog, you know, and she's roaming around and, uh, you know, he, he, she hears, I think she hears him giggling or hears something. So she goes over and unfortunately for her, she sees like a little, uh, like a little, a little peephole or a little hole in the door or something. Uh, she pokes her eye in there. He sees his eye. Uh, yeah. And then she takes off running. Like she like, we see his eye pop up and it scares her. Of course, it's like creepy Larry Drake eyeball and uh, I'm trying to remember and then she runs she takes off running and then uh and uh so then we cut to now it's party time and they show a little <laughs> bit of like the, the carnival but then we've got this house where the like a little area where all the kids are parked and we can see like the, yeah it's kind of like a it's like overlooking at like lover's lane kind right of and they got some cool thing. shots of like a um uh, uh a convertible car where Jennifer and her boyfriend what's his name again uh, uh, Max. 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 Played by the Max. late Glenn Quinn. Uh, was a regular on Roseanne. He died very young. I think he died not too long after this movie came out. Ah, right. Yeah, he, yeah, he was in that. Yeah. And then, uh, so anyway, he's in there and he's, 
you know, you can see a really cool shot in the background of the Ferris wheel. It's a really cool shot, and they're sitting in this convertible, and she's not supposed to drink, and he wants to drink. And then she's kind of like, he gets he turns into a dick like right away like it's like well I'm gonna fucking drink like if I don't care if you don't want to drink he's like like hey I I'd just be like hey more for me man <laughs> right 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 yeah and he gets mad and he throws the bottle and anyway you see because that's what every the, young kid does that's you know so hard for them to get booze in the right it's like I wouldn't be throwing the bottle throw I'd booze. be like yes, hey, right 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 I I'd have drank some more <laughs> I'd have just drank some more and like you know hey you don't want to drink cool. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, so all the kids are running around now because two cops show up, and these cops are actually pretty cool. They 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 show up, uh, and he starts the old timer. He starts kind of saying stuff, you know. I forget what he says, and then the megaphone. He's kind of funny about it, and the kids all he kind of you know he's not busting them really. He's just warning them to get the hell out of there. So there's beer cans everywhere, and the kids are taking off like fuck you, you know, and they're leaving. Yeah, I like the the, the fact that the kid the kids are like fuck you, asshole. It's like hey. He's letting y'all go. He's yeah, he's letting you go, dude. He's you telling know. you, you know, you, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right, right. And he's kind of like, you know, sing-songy, kind of joking with him, you know, like. like the so party's the- over. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I would the like really isn't that much of a dick. He's not that No, much. he's cool. He's actually pretty cool. And his partner, too. Uh, all right, let's give them a little love. We've got, uh, was that... Uh, his partner is uh, Officer Joe Reitz. Yeah, that's Keith. The, that's the character then, Keith Diamond plays. Yeah, right. Officer. Keith Diamond and Richard Bradford plays Officer Hank Magruder. He's the old timer. Uh, he's the old timer with the megaphone, and uh, you know, obviously, he's the old guy been around, and his younger uh, partner um, Joe uh, Reitz. So they're pretty cool. So we get introduced to the cops, um, and then. Uh, and then uh, the kids chase off. We get our first glimpse of our kind of naughty girls. But uh, anyway, so we see them, and then we're going to see more of them. But they kind of introduce them real quick in that thing. So now here's the cool scene comes up. They flash back over to the neighbor. And the neighbor now, back the nosy neighbor, and she's in her house, and she's getting ready for bed. And, you know, and she's she's like the cat lady, but she's got a dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's the only the difference crazy. between her and a crazy right. cat lady. Is she's she, like the she crazy like, cat lady, but she's got the little yappy dog. And, uh, you know, so she's getting ready for bed, and she's reading some old tabloid or something. Of, uh, she's like getting ready, well, yeah, then she's getting ready to take her nighttime beds. and uh, He puts down a little pill, a uh, little capsule, and then and then she goes to, uh, to do something. And then when she comes back, we notice that the capsule's a different color, but she doesn't. She yeah, it went from the old thing. red pill to the blue pill, pulled the matrix right. on her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so she picks up that pill and throws it in her mouth and, you know, doesn't realize it's a different pill. And so she gets into bed and she's reading her little Elvis headline tabloid. <laughs> and, and, and then she, you know, which my grandma used to buy those all the time, the National Enquirer's. We love reading them. They're all these crazy stories. But anyway... But it's pretty cool because obviously, like, it fucks her up. Like, she gets into bed and then she's immediately like, oh, you know, something's wrong. She's yeah, like, something. Like, like she's like she's it's tearing bad. her up from the inside. It's it's right. It's it's, it's it's bad. And so she's collapsed on the floor. She grabs the old phone with the big long antenna and it bends. And she's like calling for help. And she's crying and she's you know it's bad. She's like you know, yeah, she's, she's in a bad way. She's in distress. She's crawling along the floor and lo and behold. She sees Dr. Jiggle shows two, up. Two feet, 
there's the shoes and some slacks, and we know, oh, that must be Dr. Kim. And he has the one-liner, and he's like, it's a good thing I make house calls. Yes, thank you. Thanks for putting those down. And it's so good, because, like, they're just perfect. It, like, the, the writer, whoever, like, this is, like, the perfect They picked up movie. every tropey, like, line that you could think of that a doctor or a healthcare professional would say. Dude, I'm telling you, man, if I was seeing that, was reading that, and I was playing that character, I would have been like, oh, fucking cool. Like, every scene, he's got a cool one-liner that's cool. Like, yeah. it, like it's like, you know, like, okay, yeah, it's cornball, and it's like, it's you know, it's like, all right, yeah. But it's fun. It's, it's, but it's, it's funny, and it's good. So, um, he, so he's got his bag with him, and, uh, and of course, he says his line, and, uh, and uh, you know, she's, the, you know, the dog's running off, and and uh, runs out the dog door, and then she's like, she's just like, ah, and she she like crawls, she's crawling, she's crawling. I'm trying to remember what happened. She's crawling back on her thing, and she gets up into like a rocking chair, and yeah, uh, she somehow manages to, to crawl back up she, into her chair, right? And so she's terrified, and he pulls out a big like those throat. Oh, this is a cool. Yeah, this is the scene where they show the mouth. Remember that where she's got yeah from got, like, inside the, the mouth. Yeah, and, cool and he uses scene, that like, huge. Tongue dis- depressor, Tongue depressor, and he's like, you know, he pulls that out, and and uh, you know, so he's, he's having her say ah, and then they do the cool little effect, like a cool practice. It's a practical thing, obviously. They have a, they built a large mouth, and they shoot it like from the back where you can see. Yeah, where the camera's looking in, like from inside looks, the mouth. It's a neat point of view shot, very Evil Dead like. Very cool. Out, out, looking outward at the face of Doctor Giggles holding the big tongue depressor. And he's holding this thing. It looks like it's as long as a skateboard in that shot. He's holding <laughs> Right. You know, you know, you could surf on this thing. I actually read a bit of trivia and said that they actually built an extra large depressor from that. Because from that impossible angle, if he would have used a real, uh, a real <laughs> one, it would have made that large mouth look off. He would have looked off right, inside. Right. So they built a large you, one for him to hold. You can kind of right, tell. And that, and that would make sense because you think, Right, exactly, and because it's perfect, you see, and you go, "That thing was fucking massive," but it's great because it's like they took the time to, you know, what I mean, they they built this yeah. mouth and teeth. It would have been cool to see that, you know, like okay, what behind the scenes stuff, like, like what did they, yeah, right. yeah, what is that? And uh, so you know, he's in there looking, and it's a great shot because he's just looking in there, and you can see she's like, ah, and then you know he's, you know, and he uh, that was out like, that whatever that uh, that thing that long thing that he shoves up her nose. Yeah, this is yeah. the little. Yeah, that's the thing I was talking about with the nose, like the thing you would never like. He's gonna go look up because you know you've had doctors look up your nose, but they don't. Yeah, nothing like that. Yeah, the <laughs> thing's kinda, not twenty eight inches long, you know. But it's not just a long thing to go up the nose. It's got a light on the end of it. Like they got something really cool, so you could see it going in through their skin, like you know, up the nostril, and then right, you know, right. shoves it up in there. It's like Bleh! you know, it's like you know, it's gone up into her brain, you know, and. uh <laughs> just, I mean, it's just one but, good kill after another. I mean, it's just amazing. I love he's got a number one liner after he shoves it. Yeah, he shoves that thing up her up, up her nose and he looks in with the light. And he's like, mm, "I think I found the problem." Yeah, <laughs> like, <it's> like, okay. <laughs> I'm so glad you wrote uh, these down. Oh, oh I wrote so many more down. I, I'm uh, I'm just kind of sprinkling them here and there because half my notes are just like so and so dies and then this one liner. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so we go, we cut back now. We're back to the cops, 
and they they come in and they they pull up and they go to the old house, the old Rendell house, and they yeah, because they're responding to the call from the nosy neighbor who's now dead. Right, exactly. So she, she they come in there, and you know, of course, uh, the older cop knows a lot more of what's going on back the history about this thing than his partner, and uh, he's kind of this is kind of the thing where he's kind of talking about you know what shit that would happen isn't this then he kind of kind of reveals some shit in this yeah he reveals a little bit because they reveal little bits and pieces about this about the backstory and uh this is the point where you found out that dr rendell had went crazy that his wife had taken sick with a heart condition and that he had killed seven patients and cut out all their hearts while they were still alive right and we find out that information in the scene don't we yeah, in, in that scene. All this? Yeah. Yeah, he so tells them all cool. of that because uh, Officer Magruder was one of he was one of the cops like on duty when this right. you know all happened. When this happened right when this happened in '57. Yeah, he was a young cop. You know, and and and, uh, and it's pretty cool the thing they do a thing where like and he knows a lot more too though he knows a lot oh. more he he's given them very little of the story right. until like we get our big exposition dump here in a little bit. Right, and they do a cool little scare here. You hear this noise, and you you know it's like really bad, and then you you see it as it happens. But you know he scares them, and it's a good little opportunity to do a little jump, little thing. It's the old ironing boards that they used to have in old old houses that were in the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were built yeah. into the wall. Yeah, and then you know, and then you would just fold out, and then you could just pop it back up into the wall like a Murphy bed, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I had a house uh, back so, in the day they used to have one of those. I'm probably oh remember. yeah. And uh, so the uh, so the it comes down and go bang 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 so that scares the shit out of them you know which is a good you know little opportunity. To <laughs> That's when they decide they're out. not going to like look over the rest of the house. So like, all right, yeah, we've looked over enough. Fuck yeah, this place, we're it, out. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Yeah, okay, well, all right, we can go now. <laughs> so they leave, and then now we're back in the uh, we're back in the carnival, the the local carnival that fair or whatever that, that yeah it's just a local them. local fair i i think yeah. it's so there it's uh so they're on the uh the we see we see um uh uh glenn and uh and uh jennifer on the ferris wheel and they're kind of talking it out you know and uh she's you know obviously she's upset and they're going on stuff i don't remember exactly what all they're going on about here well uh, she's finally telling him about her heart condition and about right. the fact that she's probably, you know, not probably, but definitely going to need surgery. They just don't know when. And he's upset. You know, why didn't you tell me? And, you know, she, they kind of go back and forth about it a little bit. But, you know, she's kind of revealing that the fact that not only uh, that, you know, she's got the, this supposed routine valve replacement surgery, but that her mom had died during such a surgery. So right. there's. On why her mom is no no longer no longer in the picture, and why she's you know a little apprehensive about having the surgery done. Right, this routine surgery, uh, you know, you can still die. You know, yeah. so, she's, so she's not too happy, and of course, all the history behind it. And then uh, now she decides to cut out. She she decides she's she she decides to leave, and she goes walking home, and she she just leaves him there at the fair. Yeah, yeah, he leaves, leaves him there holding his 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 stuff, stuffed bear, yeah, stuffed, stuffed animal bear that he probably won for her, and uh, so she just kind of you know takes off and goes home. Now I can't yeah. remember if it's at this point or if it's a scene later 
but uh, Corrine and Normie show up and tell them uh, tell them about a new party that's happening since the original party got broken up. And they're like, "Hey, do you want to come with us and help us? You know, you know, bust out this, this party." This is the scene. This is the scene where she comes home and she hears her dad and uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and uh, the mom, the stepma, uh, Tamara, kind of going at it. Not real bad, but they're having fun. And but like the, I wrote down the dialogue. It's so cheesy. She's yelling out, you're the king. You're the right, king. Right. It's like, oh, come right. on. <laughs> if, my, if my wife yelled that out, which she never would, but it is, I'd, I'd be laughing so hard. I'd be like. I'd be like, laughing and be like, like, who like, are you and what'd you do yeah, with my wife? Yeah, I was wife? just going to say that. Like, who, yeah, what'd you do with my wife? Where am I? <laughs> you're the king. Like, that'd be the last thing. My wife would just be laughing at me. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be like, you're the king. Yeah, you know, oh, that'd be something. That'd be something I should say. Like, I, I'm the king, baby. She's like, yeah, right, sure. Yeah, right. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> this is, but that, but it's a cool. This is the scene where she gets pissed off. She's fucking like, fuck the world. You know, like you know, so she rips her heart monitor off and uh, basically just throws it into the aquarium. And that's when we see it. That's what. So that's why it's in the aquarium. It, she she pulls it off, throws it in there, and it sinks to the bottom. And then it is the scene. They cut to the scene where um, Stu and the girl. Who's the girl he's with? Uh, she's got red hair. Oh, uh, uh, Diane. Diane. That's it. Yeah. Now they're over at their place. But like, and, this is where he's got the weirdest kind of pickup lines and and. and his move, like he's trying to romance her and get her, you know, into the sack. But he, his move is that he swiped his, like his parents are gone. They went to Hawaii. He it's, swiped his going. mom's lingerie and he's like, for making out later, he's like, yeah, yeah, I want you to wear this. Like, wait a minute, you stole your mom's lingerie yeah. for your girlfriend I, to wear? I, I've always thought, I was like, who thought of You, you could have just picked anything for her to wear or something. But like your right. mom, like, like, would you ever like, Get your mom's lingerie and no. get your girlfriend no. to wear it. Like, no. I would, like, 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 why would you grab your mom's lingerie? I love, I love how we like, even understand you know. when he says something to the effect where he's like, you know, my mom's going to notice these are gone. She's going to be upset. I mean, imagine how my dad's going to feel. Like, right. like, oh, like, oh, that's just weird, dude. Yeah, it's fucking weird. I mean, you think that's his, I don't but know, that's his like, move, though. That's that's right. His move. That's his move. And then, of course, he she gives him a condom, and then and, and then this is the most pathetic. Like he can't reach into the toilet and grab it. He's got to like, you know, like. Oh like, yeah, because he he goes into the bathroom to put on the condom, and he drops right. it in the toilet. So he what's he do? He fishes it out. Now presumably, the, this was his parents' bedroom, so he's using. One of his parents, they they Dude, went on vacation right. to Hawaii, but they didn't bring their toothbrush. So I'm poking right. holes in the plot here. Right, <laughs> but he uses right. their, their toothbrush. The toothbrush, his parents' toothbrush to fish his con. Like he could have just reached in and grabbed it for God's sakes. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna put it on your uh, fucking winky, like you know, like you can't fucking like you can't just grab it. Like it was so weird. I know they're doing it just to be. They're making they're making a you know goofy scene. I, I get it. But well, it's and like, then when he does finally pull it out, there's a couple of holes in it because you can see it's leaking water. Either that right. or he holds it he, up and it's like right, it's like squirting out of two different holes. You know, yeah. so it's, you know, it's just a goofy scene. But it was. I mean, it's it's funny. I guess it's more to aggravate us about what a douche he is and we hate him. You know, yeah, because like, he does uh, the yeah. ultimate douchey thing. He's just like, well, maybe she won't notice. It's like, no, you go out there and you ask for another one. Right, right, and you put it on in front of her, and then just 
you do what you gotta do, you know, like what do you right. Oh, like who takes a condom? Oh, I'm gonna go back. Okay, I'll be right back and go put a condom on. Like, come on, what's up? You know? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be showing her your dick later on anyway. Right. Like, might gonna... as well show it to right. her now. <laughs> right. Just deal with it, dude. She's gonna see your little winky, and you know, and you're gonna put the little condom on, and it's gonna be a lot bigger than your winky. And <laughs> but, it, but what's going on in the meanwhile? We, we, we glossed over this. Downstairs, his little brother is playing video games, looking up at the screen like he's yes. half, half brain dead. And right. Diane is quietly getting murdered by Dr. Giggles while he's fooling around. And he's got some, you know, toiletry tomfoolery going on, fishing the, t- the condom out. But I love when he p- pulls out that long uh, thermometer. The, which, right. with the, yeah, with, with the, the point. The point, the point yeah, on like, the end of it that's. It's not used for anything besides stabbing, you know. Yeah, it looks like like some horrible, like like you know, murder weapon. Like you would never use that on any part of a body. No, you know, like no. To, to take the temperature. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying about his is all his utensils. They were all like they're all exaggerated, long, I think, and exaggerated, and well, I think and, uh, what they never really get into. But he has his own personal set of tools. Is that he made all that shit? They never show him making it, but I think it's a. Per- yeah, I think apparent I, that he did. I think we, yeah, we get it. Like he's like, yeah, he's, these are all custom things that he's made in his wacky world. But this is a cool scene because Dingaling Stew finally just gives up the condom idea after leaking. So he comes back. He's still got his pants down, hanging off his boxers, and you know, still wearing a stupid hat. And then he he just you know, so now he's he believes that she's Diane is you know under the covers. And this is a good scene. This is cool because this is where we get our we get our reward. And uh, yep, so it's yep. kind of it's dark in the room. Little moonlight coming through the window. The blue, you know, kind of look. And uh, so he's climbing in the bed, and it's a cool scene. He's lifting up the sheets, and then you see Larry Drake. You see Doctor Giggles laying there with that face <laughs> all all in his clothes, looking and old, he's got a, looking like McDreamy, you know, right, and, <laughs> right. And he's got a one liner. Yes, he does. He says, "I hope you have protection." Right. <laughs> and so and he then, pulls out a he pulls out a scalpel, and of course, and then they cut to the little kid. He can hear something going on upstairs. Yeah, the only time you actually hear see any kind of reaction from this kid, he looks up to the ceiling, then looks right back at his video games, like, "Right, yeah, fuck it." Right, and and it's cool because now now they do a cool overhead shot where they kind of spin it. You see the like Stu laying in the bed, and of course he's got the sheet on. You don't see anything, but obviously his his, his you know his genital his, area. Has yeah, been, his wang got cut off. His wang <laughs> got twanged, and uh, his wang no longer hangs. Yeah, and it doesn't like, hang to the left or any which way. It's gone. Right, and uh, they they so and then they show you know uh, Doctor Giggles just kind of standing there holding the bag, looking down on him, and then Doctor Giggles comes down the steps. And then we see the little boy, and it's got a cool shot of the boy, the reflection of the boy in the game on the TV. Yeah. So he's he's looking at the game, and we can see the old school graphics, and he's like looking into it. And then you're like, oh, you know, he's like gonna kill his kid, is he? And of course, you know, and then of course we got a one liner. He's standing yep. there behind the kid watching him, and, and then he, he says, says, "Terminal," <laughs> <laughs> and leaves him. He, he's and just then like, he turns around. He, he's like, this kid's going to die anyway. Like, you know, right. brain, brain dead at right. least. Right, right. It's a little, it's <laughs> yeah, a little I wrote like, all these fucking things down, man. <laughs> little, I'm so glad you did, dude, because it's like they all, afterwards, I thought, why didn't I write these fucking down? I was going to go back and like 
because they're perfect for these things. So I'm so glad you did. You, you're, you that's why you're the host, or you, you're the, yep. you're the man. <laughs> I think and, about uh, these uh, things. Oh, you my did. Noodle. And thank you. God bless you. Because I tell you what. So now it's cool. He's it's heating up. He's so he's walking. So he walks out the door and uh, leaves the little kid. You know, and he says his line terminal, which is great. Now we're going back to we go back to the house and we're we're looking at um, we kind of a little the little mushy section where Jennifer's on the couch and she's drinking and she's looking through the old uh, photo album, of course, with her mom and, you know, dad and back in happier times, you know, and at a barbecue or whatever. And it's just like wedding pictures and it's nice. And um, it kind of gives us a and then a little picture of her and her, her bow, you know, at the prom or whatever. And she's, you know, she's got the flower, you know, the corset pressed. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's nice. It's just a nice little setup of her life, you know? And so uh, we kind of get that. And then she happier grabbed her times, happier times, happier times, you know, like, you know, so she's had a couple of, well, they see a bottle of wine there. I assume she's drinking cause she doesn't give a shit right now. And uh, she threw her monitor away. So she, she takes off and, uh, and uh, she she grabs her coat. She leaves. Yeah, she's heading back to the carnival or the fair. She's going back to the to see you know to go see her her dude, go see Max. So now we go. We got a cool shot of the kitchen. Like it's like they kind of pan over. We see something going on. Like oh, okay, something's up. And then they go back up to the bedroom, and then we see uh, the uh, the her dad, the king, and with uh, with uh, her uh, um, Tamara. The king. <laughs> and they're like, they're the laying and you know they've uh, actually, you know they've obviously, you know, been having some fun. Yes, and, post uh, coital. So dad, she's kind of pissed because dad's gonna go down and see what's going on. It's kind of like leave her alone, you know, whatever, you know, like when he's like, no, this is where he does the dad. She does the equivalent of the modern day fuck them kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 that's my daughter. So he goes down, and then yeah. uh, he walks into her room. And, uh, you know, stepmom's pissed off, like, fuck this, you know, like, you know, so he, he looks and he finds the monitor and the thing in the aquarium. And he's like, oh, my God, you know, he, he just can't believe it. And then he sees the bottle of wine on the table. And it's like, oh, she's been drinking. She tore the monitor off. Fuck. Like, you know? Yeah, I got to go deal with this situation. Like, yeah, she's in a tailspin. I got to fucking help her here. And that, that's the part I was talking about earlier. You know, like, I like the fact that the dad is just like, no, no, doesn't even do the make me choose thing. He just simply when he's, you know, arguing with uh, the Tamara, he's just like, you know, because she's just completely uh, oblivious that there might actually be a problem. She's like, oh, she's trying to tear us apart. Can't you right. see what she's doing? And it's like, no, I see my daughter is crying out for help. help. And I'm going to go look right. for her. You're either coming with me. Or, or are you not? She's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, good. If she comes back home, he's like, you know, make sure she stays stays here and calls right. me. He doesn't right. argue. He doesn't make me say, make me choose or anything. Nothing like right. that. I, just, I got, I'm taking care of my daughter and you do this. And I, I, just, anybody, I, I appreciated that about the characters. Like, because most of the time, like I said, the, da- the, the dads in, in movies like this are such supreme douchebags. It was nice to have a, a father that gave a shit for once. They're either... <laughs> They're either dopes or yeah, they're total douche dads. They're douche dads or they're just oblivious. Or yeah, yeah, they're just like they just don't have any clue. And you know, they just dad's a dad, you know, like he does give a shit. So, you know, and it's good. Yeah. I agree yeah. with you. It was a good point to bring up that <laughs> it's a, like a, these some of these characters in here are like, yeah, they it was good to you know, to show not just the typical stereotypical 
dipshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so anyway, this is a good scene. Now, I don't want you to say the line to this one. I want to tell you this line. Because this is your, is this your favorite coming up? My line. All right, all right, it's all yours, sir. You're lying for kill. So, she's upset, so... So Tamara's upset, like, fuck this. She's crying and she's upset. She gets a big, huge bowl of ice cream, which I don't disagree with when you're upset. Nothing like a bowl of ice cream. Yeah, so uh, I'm, 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 I've done that myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's not the worst plan that. in the world, right? Right. So she goes upstairs and she's like, you know, she's got, basically there's nothing left in this bowl. You know, she's got, it's just a little bit of melted ice cream and she's sitting there in front of the, the vanity mirror looking at it and, and she wipes something off. I don't know. There was something got on the well, mirror. Know, but well, she, she threw a spoonful, the last spoonful <laughs> at the mirror. That's, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what she did. She threw it. And then like, so, so he could, so next thing, you know, uh, Dr. Gingles showed it. up and it's like, yeah, oh, that's a good thing. You know, she's got this empty bowl. So, you know, he's talking about all the fat in this ice cream. Like what a doctor would tell you, what would a doctor tell you? He's all like, all that fat. fat. All the sugar. fat, all the sugar, you know, like, you don't eat, you know, it's like he's giving the doctor advice. Like, you shouldn't be eating this. And then he's looking at, you know, like, looking at this, all oh, this fat, all this sugar. So he gets the old school, like, stomach pump. And he, he pulls it out, and it's got this, like, big, like, clear tube. And it's like, and then he ties her, you know, she's tied up now, and it's like, it's bad. You know, like, he's got this whole thing, a nasty pump. Yeah, it's not looking good for her. Yeah, and so... He goes, <laughs> so he's got this like, and then it's not just a pump. It's got like this little thing. It looks like something that would be in the bottom of a blender. It comes yeah, up like out a of little, the, like the bottom of a Cuisinart or something. Yeah, exactly. It's something that you would put in there to pulsate and grind your food up. And so this thing comes <laughs> out of the tube and it's swirling around. It's like, holy mother of God, what are you going to do with this fucking tube? So well, we know, we know. So he goes in, <laughs> he goes in. And he, he goes in and, and he shoves it down her throat. He turns, he pushes the red button on, and it's all the melted ice cream coming out of her stomach. He pushes the thing, and then all of a sudden now it's blood coming out, mixing in with the vanilla. Yeah, it's an <laughs> interesting shot the way the, the the colors are, the contrast of the colors when it starts pumping blood. It's really it, neat. It's really. They do neat. a cool close up on her eyes because. They show the bowl is swung around with like the melted vanilla, and then that obviously just came out of her stomach, which is gross enough. And then they close up on her eyes. They go bing. They open up, and all of a sudden, it goes back to the bowl, and it's a big swirl of red that goes on top, and then starts mixing with the vanilla. And then he says, "I know, it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I died. Oh." Oh my God, I love that line, man. That's well, my line. Uh, that's man. your line. Now, he has another line previous to this, which is the one that, that I love. When he's strapping her down and he, as he's beating the tube down her throat, and he's like, worry, what goes down must come up. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good one, too. It's a good one. Oh, There's yeah, good man. one-liners. I could pick 10 of them, probably, but that was the one I go, that, I know, it sucks. And then... It, and it <laughs> So that's a great kill scene, man. And it's, you know, I mean, you know, what better to, you know, like, you know, there you go, you nasty bitch. <laughs> Fucking, uh, and uh, so, uh, so, and, and I mean, what a cool scene. It's like, it's not just like, 
you know, he's it's I like the interest. It's not like he's just hacking people up or slashing. He's doing cool like kills. Like yeah, shit, yeah, they're interesting you know, kills. Like, you know, almost like each fun. one of them is very like. You know, there's and a couple where he kills them with just like a scalpel or something, but he uses something unique with almost every single one. Right, and then like something. What would you? What else would a doctor? Well, a doctor would put a stump stomach pump in you so he's got an old doctor's you know you know some old nasty surgical you know or whatever not surgical but a medical grade stomach pump kind of thing who god knows how old this thing is with this nasty filthy tube and it's like but it, it's an actual stomach pump and uh, you know and he's got he, so he's gonna stomach but he's gonna help her out you know he's gonna get that nasty fucking ice cream out of her. You know? and, <laughs> and, and you know, and it's just great. I love the setups for these. Like kills. he's doing every setup with the kill is this like he's it's an over exaggerated serial killer version of what a doctor would do. Like you know, right. like when he's just like, oh, I hope you have pr- protection, but I'm gonna cut off your wing. You know, and right? Like, oh, I, you know, I should pump your stomach because you're eating all this nasty food, but we're gonna rotor rooter out your guts. Right. I'm gonna rotor rooter <laughs> out your fucking guts, and you know, it's gonna empty out into this bowl, and you get to I watch it. I love it. Love it. So, so now we cut back. Uh, I, I forget exactly where they're at, but they're they're playing. Like it's the band. They're playing. They're in a music room or something. Yeah, I think uh, they, they, they had broke into the high school, like, mo- They're music back at the high school, right. And they're yeah, because, like, yeah, they Jen's the, uh, boyfriend, Max, had moved on to, that's where the party was going to be, that, that Korean. That's right. They, they, and they moved back to the high Yeah, that's it. And so that's why they're back there. And uh, so this is kind of a cool scene where we get to see uh, Naughty Girl, uh, the main Naughty Girl. I forget her name. I'm sorry. Kareem. Kareem. That, thank you. And she's, uh, she's really really kind of cute girl, you know, that, you know, she's really playing with, uh, with Max there, you know, kind of with the saxophone, she's kind of got the reed in her mouth and kind of like, Oh, was, you know, he's telling her how to play the sax or something. And she's, you know, of course, you know, doing, you know, kind of flating it. And yeah, <laughs> like flating kind of, it. I like that. That's the yeah, word. I, that's, yeah, the that's the word I'm going to use, I guess. And so she's, you know, so she's obviously flirting with him and also, you know, like, they're on the floor. Uh, well, it's, make, it's, more, it's not up. just it's more too to get to get Jennifer like I'm gonna fuck your boyfriend you know so they're they're making out uh normie takes off uh we go back we got now we we go back to the house if I remember we got we got dr giggles walking around and this is this is kind of a cool scene because this is where he he finds her heart monitor. And, yeah, because uh, he's searching around the house. I think he was looking to ki- he was looking to kill Jennifer, and then he found the heart monitor, and then he, he found the information on her files that she had laid right. on the desk. Well, there's like yeah, there's like a pamphlet there or something like living with heart problems or something, you know. And then like you know, so so like he all of a sudden now he's got information like eh, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, because so, so, now this girl that he's like kind of stalking has got the same kind of heart condition that his mother had mother had and so this is a this is a wicked they they go to a flashback here and then i'll let you take this flashback part uh it's good because as he's looking at this big and he's looking at the heart monitor and he's got the realization that jennifer has got an issue then it goes right to this flashback and it's a perfect moment for this information oh yeah when the, the mom is laying there dead and she's yeah. dying and the dad is this sitting there and he's like you know it couldn't save you it couldn't save you 
And the, the son, which is little Dr. Giggles, is watching. And he's like, you know, we're going to make them pay. And he's like, and we're going to, uh, I can't remember exactly what he, he says to him. But the, the father starts giggling. The son starts giggling. And then, you know, you know, it's kill time. And then oh, yeah. he's cracking up. Like, <laughs> and then the son starts joining in. And like, so you and got they're both laughing. And they're looking at each other across from the bed. like. <laughs> yeah. But the son, the son at the time, what makes it creepy for me, he's missing, missing all his top front teeth. Right. So when he laughs, he's got this toothless grin. And yeah. little baby doctor or little, you know, little version of Dr. Giggles is just so creepy. The, I, I found the flashback scenes to be creepier than anything else in the movie. Very creepy. And, 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 and to me, that scene was very, very creepy. Oh, I got I got bubble. one more one more uh, creepy fr- flashback coming, and that's the one that oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, know, I know what you're talking about. But this one really got me with the laughing. And then, yeah, I know his little toothless mouth, you know, like a little, you know, kids, you know, they lose the teeth. You look like a little pumpkin, you know, a little like, <laughs> you know, and it was like, it was creepy. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, so that, yeah, it was. It, it, it was creepy. I, I remember I was like, man, fuck, you know. So they go back to. Um, yeah, the laughing cop. They, 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 they go back to now they're back in current time and Dr. Giggles is still walking around looking at stuff and he's, he's kind of rubbing his forehead like, oh, you know, he's thinking about his, you know, obviously what he just learned. And he, and he uh, this is a moment where he's talking to his dead father. Not right. that you ever like you hear the other side of the conversation, but you get the idea that Doctor Giggles hears voices in his head, and the voice is his father telling him what to do because he's always like, "Yes, father, you know, we will make them respect your work." You know, he's right, like, "We'll carry he's kinda, on your work." He's kind of looking upwards, like he's hearing it, but in talking to his voice head, you know. Yeah. Head voice, rather his head with the voice in his head, but he's like looking up and yeah, you know, he's talking like dad. You can you can just imagine his dad what is going on in his brain. You know, his dad's talking to him. So they well, cut he away does from say that. at one point he's like more high can wait. He's like now I will carry on your work. Yeah, so it's a good setup. Like okay, and so now he's got it's a good setup for what he thinks he needs to do for Jennifer. Yep, yep, yep. So it's a good it's a good turning point. We're like it's not just you know, kill this one, kill this one. You know, he's got... That's, he's that's got where him. he kind of started out. He was just, you know, I'm going to kill right. Morhai one, one person I'm at killing, time. Right, I'm going to get the people of Morhai. But then it's nice that they, they kind of flip it here. Like, he's got, like... They give know, him a motive. In his madness. A clear motive. Right, now he's... Now, not only is he doing... The, now he's doing his father's work. He's going to complete his father's good work, the good stuff that his father was doing. Yeah, because the, from what um, the uh, officer had told uh, the the young uh, officer Magruder told younger officer Reitz or Reitz, and he's like, you know, he was trying to find the perfect heart to transplant into his wife, and that's what he was, you know, killing off the townspeople, and they even say, you know, who knows, he might have been the person to complete the the first uh, heart transplant if we hadn't right. stopped him, right. So he was brilliant. He was insane, but you know, you know, he, he was brilliant, kind of insane. Right. And sometimes people brilliant people are kind of insane and some people are just kind of insane and some people turn into homicidal murderers. <laughs> there's like a there's like a line there like, you know, you know what I mean? And they went, oh, he stepped a little bit too far over on that side. You know? and, <laughs> he uh, he so, didn't just step over the edge. He hopped, hopscotched right, over he, it. He, he jumped, yeah, right. He, he jumped the fence. And uh, <laughs> so 
he uh so now we go back to well now we got normie who finds uh uh jennifer at the carnival and she gives her the you know and oh i know where your boyfriend is right and so she 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 gets that all set up so now we go back to the music room and of course you know max max and kareen are um uh, laying on the ground, kind of going at it. They're not really doing anything. They're still making out. It's not like they, you know, they're having. But you know what I mean. He's making out with her. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, he's I, still I, cheating I, on her, but they're they're right. But yeah, they're not. He's not fucking at least. Right. You know. Right. He's not. Fu- he's not fucking her, but you know, they're they're not they're yet. Hot. Not yet. Not for lack of trying. Right, but it's ha- it's, it's hot and heavy. So you know, obviously Jennifer. You know, and then and then it's like the old, you know, she storms off, of course, and then it's like, no, you don't understand. You know, one of those moments. Like, it's not what it looked like. Like what do we, yeah, what do, yeah, what don't I understand? What does it not look like? You know, oh, you slipped, tripped, fell down, accidentally <laughs> right. stuck your dick. I fell down oh, okay. and our, our mouth's connected and my hands are on her boobs. So um so uh uh so she runs back to the fair and um she sees her dad. There's a clip, isn't there something they show Dr. Giggles has a he's looking at a picture and then it yeah, cuts yeah. Like, and then yeah, it, it kind of cuts back and forth between Dr. Giggles and then the, right, the carnival at back her house. Forth. So then they go, and then she sees her dad and like looking for her. So she's kind of like, you know, trying to. Dad's looking for me. What's your dad looking for you? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so she she goes, she kind of runs into the fun house. And this is this is a pretty cool scene. She goes into the old, you know, the fun house with the. The oh, the Hall of Mirrors. Well, the Hall of Mirrors, that's always very confusing. Yeah, and, that just uh, made me bloody my nose a lot when I was a kid. That would, <laughs> Those were not fun. I like it more as, a, as an adult, but as a kid, I hated them. Yeah, they're pretty creepy. And uh, those old carnival fun houses could be pretty neat. So that's they, part of uh, the reason why I love this movie, too. It's not just the fact that it's, you know, uh, a, the slasher subgenre, but I'm a huge fan of anything where they got like fair themed, you know, I love it. Carnivals, you know, side so attractions is a fucking great subgenre, and this checks that box, you know, Dude. in a small way. It's not set entirely at this carnival, but I, I just love that that, that fact about. So with you on that, even to this day, if I drive past the carnival and then I'm looking and I'm like, I want to just go there and walk around. It's yep. like for something. It's like it's it totally reminds me. It's not it, it, of like cool the best times uh, mixed with horror movies. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just something about carnivals, the funhouse, the music, the rides, people wandering around. It's like the smells, fun, the food, everything. Smells, yeah. the smells, the the fucking dodgy people that work there. You know, the <laughs> I would just love to walk around. I think I'm you know, and I like just. Just, just nothing else. Just kind of people watch and experience that because just to soak in it, the atmosphere. Just you know? to soak in the atmosphere, especially like something coming up now in the fall. You know, the fall, a carnival, the rides, all that. Man, it makes it just so. It's just so ripe with like it just makes your imagination run away. You know, with yeah, like just yeah. ideas for horror stories. You know, and stuff, and it doesn't matter if it's been done a million times. It could be done a million and one times, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, exactly. There's always a way to put a positive. There's always another story there. There's always, there's always another story there in those things. And uh, you know, it's like Tory Jones uh, from Jonestown Films is doing that. He well, he finished. They wrapped on it. It's not out yet. They're editing it. I guess they're in post production. 
but they did that Phantom Fun World. Yeah, I've uh, seen that. Uh, it looks, oh my god, that looks so cool. You know, it's like, a, and, and I, I look at it, I go, oh, that's gonna be such a cool movie to watch. I can't wait. But it's the same thing, the whole right, carnival right. thing, and whatever's going on in that movie. You know, it's like it's just like you look at it, and go, oh yeah, it's such a great atmosphere. So anyway, yeah, yeah it's you an and I, right for horror movies. And, I mean, you and I are both on the same page with that. So it's so anyway, it's just a great setup for this movie because they're in it. Jennifer's there. So Kareen's in there, uh, and then Max, and then Dr. Giggles. So they got all this cool footage of, uh, of, uh, of uh, you know, the mirrors, the reflections, the, you know, the double, triple, quadruple shots of, you know, uh, Dr. Giggles walking, and he's got his bag, and you see all these reflections. And so it's very confusing. You know, uh, uh, Jennifer goes through a glass. You know, it's like, you know, a mirror, one of the mirrors and smashes and she's running around. So she finally, she finally gets out and uh, she's running away. And of course, Dr. Giggles is right on, on her. Is, uh, Ed, uh, that's but Jennifer, the, right? Yeah, yeah it's Jennifer, Jennifer. But she, he yeah. decides to go after Kareen instead of pursuing uh, right. Jennifer. Right. right. She comes down. I think he, I think he realizes it's Jennifer. And then, uh, and uh, so he, he goes down, he leans down and of course, and, and then uh, she like whacks him with a rock or something and knocks him over, you know, so like that. So it's kind of cool. So he's he's getting up. He's all stumbly. And she, so it's a pretty cool chase scene. You know, she's running off and he's just kind of it's really good shots because it's like the it's like the forest kind of. But it's kind of in a suburban neighborhood area and it's got trees and then it's got that blue light with smoke. You know what I mean? Like, so he looks. Yeah, really it's all cool. lit very well. Yeah, it's, it looks beautiful. It's like green and blues. Like the blues from you know either lights or moonlight, and it just looks great. So he comes back to his house. She's running around, and then our cops are back in the scene, and they basically, they practically basically hit her with a car. <laughs> she yeah. runs across. She runs across the street, and uh, and you know they like slam on the brakes, and like they kind of bump into her, I think, or something. So it's uh, so they go back and. Uh, Doctor Giggles basically goes back into his house. Well, we, yeah, we we'd actually skipped over one thing before he went into the the high speed pursuit of Jennifer. He kills Kareen. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I fucked that up. But yeah, yeah, no, we just to... skipped over. We can jump yeah, back. I just, he... I'm, I'm talking ahead of myself here, and I got yeah. Go, well, go ahead. Because she ahead. had bloodied, she had bloodied her nose by walking into one of the, yes. the mirrors, and he's like, "Oh, that's okay. I think you'll just need a band aid." But then, like, you don't see anything. You see her scream, but then it cuts to another shot when the, like, the revolving door spins around, and she's held up and smothered, uh, like, you think that she just got uh, 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 strangled to death, I'm I'm assuming. But uh, that huge Band-Aid that's, like, the size of a trapper keeper that is, like, across her entire face, you know, and just that really good makeup. Her eyes turning purple, the rest of her head turning blue. I mean, she's literally been suffocated with this massive Band-Aid that's the size of a surfboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's all pinned up with it, stuck to this <laughs> thing. And it's a great, uh, another, yeah. another great kill. You know, a doctor, you know, Band-Aid, you know, something. It's like, it's like they worked all in the perfect shit. And then, uh, you know, it kills her with that. Yeah, so that's, that's the, so Kareen finally gets hers. And then what else did I miss? Because yeah, I'm was, going, I get all worked up in my story about loving fairs and i got a little confused <laughs> well it comes back to the uh 
the the, the cops, the REITs, and Magruder are back at the uh, at the sheriff's office, and they're trying to explain to the, the chief what's going on. And this is where I made the point where the chief is like an atypical chief. He's just yelling at the, at them, you know, screaming at them as the atypical Hollywood, you know, police right. chief. But I made a, the note here. I'm like, note. <laughs> this is stupid. But the chief is horrible at eating Chinese food with chopsticks. He keeps right. digging into this big open thing of Chinese takeout, but he can't get a scrap of food into his fucking mouth. Right. I know I it's a weird a weird hill to die on, you know, but that's something that I had to make a fucking note about. That was just uh well, what's cool about that is one, they could have been he could have like they put it they could have gave it to him and he really couldn't pick up the noodles with the chopsticks and they just said, Oh, it's perfect. Like you yeah. just can't like, I you hope can't. that was just a happy accident. Right. That's probably just a happy accident. Because I mean, I mean uh, and uh, but he, but who knows? You know, like he probably and they just like let him go. Like he, maybe even between cuts, like I can't fucking eat this. I can't eat with these or whatever. I don't know. Man. <laughs> but uh, like, that hey, that's funny. a happy accident. And now we have a goofy police chief. Right. Or exactly. <laughs> so uh, so so this, this is a good scene though because this we learn a lot here. This is where uh, we get our third flashback. I think right. it's our third and final flashback, isn't it? I believe so. And this is a big one. This Reitz is basically like, you know, he wants to know what the fuck's going on, you know, and shit like that. And then he, he wants so, to know what the big secret is. Yeah. What's, what's going on? You know? So they, they, they're kind of, they're basically waiting. They go into like the, it's like the locker room or something. And, and uh, Magruder sits down and he kind of starts spilling the beans of what, like what happened that he night. He gets a bottle of booze out that he hasn't right. opened in 35 years. Right. He pulls <laughs> it be- out. And, and and yeah, and obviously, so that's we gotta get a little bit of like, oh, all right, this guy had a problem. And he, <laughs> he's he, had some issues, right? He's got you know, like he's been he's been dealing with some shit for for quite a while, and now it's coming to a head. It's all come back. So that bottle represents that time. You yeah, know, I he, thought it was really nice how they did that. It was too. a good way to kind of bring that back. Like he's held this, he hasn't let any of this go yet. He hasn't succumbed to the bottle either. You know, like it was some strength on his part, but he still needed to know. He still needed this bottle represented that. You know, to him. Yeah. that's what I. I mean, I find I it. I find it a little hard to believe that Magruder could have kept that secret for so long. But kudos right. to him for doing right. so. You know. Right. And uh, so he's got. So he. So anyway, he goes into the. He goes into the story, and then he goes into the flashback, and then I'll let you run with the flashback here. Oh, that this is. By yeah. bar none, the top creepiest. Not my favorite scene in the movie, but uh, it's it's the creepiest scene in the movie. Yeah, when he was talking really, about he he was in charge of overlooking the morgue that night, and right. they had all the bodies in there, including Rendell's wife's body. So he starts right. hearing giggling. He starts going down, and this is like it's so surreal. The creepy kid giggling, especially when you consider where it's coming from. Because he comes downstairs, there's bodies on every every slab, every table, and then there all of a sudden one of them starts to bulge in the middle and starts to pulsate, yeah. and oh, it's God. it's a woman woman's corpse. It's the Rendell's mother or uh, Doctor Rendell's Mrs. Rendell. Yeah, Mrs. Rendell. You know. Mrs. Rendell, and you find out that the the father had hidden his son by sewing him up inside his mother's body because he comes cutting himself cutting himself out of her abdomen crawling out of this i mean like you can kind of tell now in the now that things have been made into high def you know 
and uh, right. you know on the blu-ray you can tell this is a fake corpse but god it, it looks so realistic back in the day but when this kid comes crawling out he's just covered in blood and he's got that toothless grin again he's laughing and oh, giggling god, yeah. with that oh when his fingers come <clears> up <throat> and they're out of there first and then his head comes up and he's like eh, and he's got that toothless grin and then they show a shadow on the wall of him crawling out Oh, of God. the body of the of the abdomen, and like you know, and then you know, obviously Magruder's up against the wall, just just terrified, like can't even move. And this, yeah, going, they show it in shadow, and then the kid jumps on the ground. And they show that toothless grin. They pick the perfect, and, he, kid. and the way he kind of scampers over is almost like reptilian, like like he's, yeah, reptilian, like he's like a little demon, you know, like he just comes out and it's like yeah, it, oh, he's, dude, that that scene is just like that that alone just. That that reveal that that's the that, iconic oh, scene out of this. It's iconic scene, and they, nobody like talks about that. Like that's a, that's a scene from a horror movie that should just should be remembered from just from, from just a great filmmaker, the writers, whoever the, whoever's involved behind that, the effects team that put that together, the way it was filmed, the shadow on the wall, you know, the cinematographer getting that kid's shadow coming up out of there, not just oh, showing. Oh, that was so creepy. Not just showing the kid the whole time, but just showing him in shadow, in silhouette, coming up out of the body on the wall. And then up against, you know, it's on, the shadow on fucking Magruder up against the wall. Young Magruder pinned up against that wall. Yeah, and he, he just passes out from fright. I mean, that's like, shows you how fucking the, the oh, intense like scene that, is. It's like, oh, man, that is one of the best scenes in a horror movie ever. Yeah, I hands mean, down. I, Hands down, dude. It's like of all the horror movies out there, that's up. That's up there with them. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like I remember. It's just like what a great fucking scene, man. I'm telling you, it's like the people. If you haven't seen this one, I know you, we you can imagine play. them trying to explain that at the at the the roundtable meeting and like, and right. how how are we going <laughs> to achieve this shot? Right. How are we going to do this? Oh, I bet that effects team was like just foam, you know, just fucking like just like yeah, well, fuck, we're gonna do what? Yeah. Oh gonna, my yeah. God. How are we going to do this? We don't know, but we'll figure it out. Get all excited, you know. The creepy part of that, well, the, the, even the, the creepier part is like when he talks about when it flashes back to present day and he's like, when I came to, he's like, you know, Rendell was gone. Her body was sewn back up and everything was cleaned up. The blood was all gone. Everything was like gone and the kid was just history. Right. But now he's starting to believe that he's like, uh, this is when he gives the entire, I, I guess the whole, you would call it the entire rhyme, which again, I did not fucking write down. I should have. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. But um, it's really good. I mean, it's a great. I, I'm, I'm ashamed of myself that I can't remember anything but the first two lines of it. <laughs> well, so. we, we will say to our listeners, it's a good opportunity if you haven't seen the movie. See the movie, and you can see that you can hear the limerick. Because <laughs> it's a, because it's a, because if you haven't seen this movie, and you don't know, even though we technically gave it away, and look, you if you haven't seen this movie, that scene is gonna, as a horror fan, and you're into like horrific things, like in a movie, you're gonna appreciate that scene. What we just said, we 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 described it pretty much like it happened but you you gotta see it i mean you need to see this movie i did you, look and, up the rhyme i did look up the rhyme and i got it here oh you, beautiful it. all right the town has a doctor and his name is rendell stay away from his house because he's a doctor from hell 
He chopped up his patients, every last one, and cut out their hearts purely for fun. So if you're from more high and you should get sick, then Paul, fall on your knees and pray you die quick. It's a great oh, little ride. God, I, I, that's good shit. It's good shit. I don't care what anybody says. Fuck the naysayers. That's good shit. Yeah, I don't even know if there's any naysayers. If you're a naysayer, you, you, you just haven't seen it. <laughs> you're, you're just doing I, I'd do. like to think that you're there's two, talking two, shit. You know? I'd like you're, to think there's just... two types of people. There's people that love Dr. Giggles and those who are wrong. Right, exactly. That's it. Sorry. Well, sorry. I'm, I'm allowed to have my opinion. Well, yes, you are, sir, and your opinion is wrong. <laughs> Everybody's allowed so, to have their opinion, but somebody's got to be wrong in this equation. And right, that's right. You, it, it, that's you, sir. I'm sorry. There's, take your prize. There's the door. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> but so now we've got uh, – so that's a great scene, too, when they come back to Reitz and he's standing there and, you know, because that – I like the way it's lit there. It's not a brightly lit room. It's like they're sitting in this kind of dark locker room, the officer's locker room or something, and they're just kind of sitting there. And he does tell them the story. And you can tell Reed's just like, holy fuck. You know, like, you like know, this it, isn't it, what I thought I was getting myself into. Yeah, this is, you know, like, what, like, <laughs> you know, you've held on to that all these years. My God, you know. I think you deserve to open up that bottle. Yeah, fuck it. let's crack that bottle. I'll take a hit. So again, so so anyway, they go and they show. Um, I think we're back with the father getting that back. Yeah, dad, dad comes back home, doesn't he? He, he comes pulls, back home and he checks the uh, the answering machine, which we had uh, previous to the scene. Well, Doctor Giggles was messing with the with the the answering machine. Yes, that's right. So dad here's a message from the doctor, you know, saying, "Hey, we need to get you in for surgery. We need to, you know, schedule this." And then, when the dad yeah, gets home, Jennifer's, he it's Jennifer's doctor that we didn't talk about earlier. But Jennifer's doctor is in a scene where she describes all this stuff. So it's his voice on the original message. Because I think his name was Doctor Chamberlain. Yeah, yeah, that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was Doctor Chamberlain. Yeah. And then, and then uh, John Vickery. That's and that played and, him. Uh, yep. Yeah, and so it goes. You hear his voice on there. He's leaving a message about her surgery and then it goes to like he walks in the door and he's checking the messages and then we hear dr giggles what does dr giggles say on that he's like this is your new physician or uh, or this is your new doctor and i'm standing right behind you right <laughs> <laughs> and it's great because because he sure as shit is yeah he is standing right behind him and he you know he attacks the the Tax the dad with like a, I think a bone saw. I think he slashes him across the chest or across the shoulder or something. And but that's when um, I think if that's if I remember right, that's when uh, Magruder comes in. Now this is this is really cool the way they light this house because it's dark, it's creepy, but it's not just dark and it's not it it wouldn't be effective if it had like a bunch of lamps on because there's a lot of shadows and there's glowing lights from other rooms. And right, right. And then there's a little bit of light on the answering machine, you know. And then, and then there's a little light on Dad. And then fucking, you see, you know, you know, almost Halloween esque, you know. There's, you know, fucking Doctor Giggle standing behind him, and just the way the lights are hitting him, and that the lighting in this is wonderful. It's because yeah, it's, it's very wonderful. comic bookish. It's like everything right. is framed like a comic book panel. Right, and there's it's and there's colors. Cool. There's colors where there needs to be colors. There's darkness, you know, and things. And it's just, it's just, 
where everybody's lit right when the knees it's it's yeah you're you're right it does look like panels and you're right so uh um uh magruder uh does show up and uh he does he walks in and he and then he sees uh he sees dad on the ground after he got slashed um uh, from uh from dr giggles he pulls his gun out now he's walking around and he's he's checking out them and then yeah, Dr. Didn't, Giggles gets his ass. Yeah, didn't didn't he? Is it now or I don't want to. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he right. pops him in the back of the head with like yeah, uh, well, we see like the, an ice pick or something. Or he's he pops him in the back of the neck or in the head with like some type of scalpel yeah, or an ice pick. Something, some kind of like a pick type of thing. He goes through the back and he gets him right through the right in the back of the head. And then he turns around and, uh, and then Magruder says something to him. Uh, what, oh, I got you, that line written down. Yeah, he's thank like, you, because I forgot. I can't remember what the fuck. He's like, you owe me for 35 years of sleep, you son of a bitch. And then in his yeah. dying moments, he shoot, shoots uh, Dr. Giggles in the hip or like in right. the side. In the yeah, abdomen. He, shoots him, he shoots him like in his like hip-ish area, like kind of lower. It's not in the abdomen, but it's kind of like off to by where his hip would be. And so, doc, so Dr. Giggles has legit been shot. So, yep. you know, he's like, uh, so he walks out, you know, he's kind of like, <laughs> you know, and so because he, he does has a way of, of laughing when, when he's crying or right. laughing when he's screaming. You know, he he ha- he always has the, the giggle and the laugh to go with every kind of like emotion. emotion. He can giggle and cry and giggle and scream or, you know, it's so right. great. It's great. It's like it's like, it's a, you know, it's it, oh, yeah, it's so fucking creepy. Can you imagine being in a dark house and hearing that? <laughs> I turned around and walked right fuck, the fuck I just, out. I just shit my drawers. <laughs> I just shit my pants right there and like jump out a window. <laughs> right. And but uh but yeah, so so Giggles, you know, he's injured. They go to uh uh isn't Max looking at the computer? Isn't he at the well, Yeah, Max station? is with uh Officer Reitz because they say they saw the crazy doctor and nobody believed him or Jennifer. Right. Right. So that's why Magruder had went back to the house to go find Jennifer Campbell. But uh, Max stays back with Officer Reitz because there, there's a funny exchange because the, Max keeps asking questions and Reitz get, keeps getting uh, upset with him. And he's like, why the fuck am I answering your questions? He's like, sit down and shut up. <laughs> you know, he's like, right, what's right. going on? What are we doing? He's like, well, we're going to go through the database and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and eh, why am I answering your questions? Shut up, kid. Right. Right. Basically. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and, so it's uh, cutting back and forth between those scenes, and then Rendell do- doing surgery on himself, which I also thought was a very neat scene. Very cool scene. I like that when they show, like they go to they show the house, they show him disinfecting like a little disinfecting machine. He pulls out the tool, like the surgical utensils, and then they show him he's all dressed like a surgeon, like with the mask on over his face, but he's laying on the gurney and he's got the blue little like towel things over him and then yep. he's he's got him he's hooked up to a heart monitor he's got he's doing it right and he's kind of talking himself through the surgery he's like and scalpel, he, scalpel. <laughs> right and he's talking like he's talking like you would to your assistants but he's talking to himself and he digs the bullet out and oh you know, so always, goopy you know they always show the you know, they always got to show the steel, stainless steel bowl and the bullet dropping in it. They always show that. A little, well, nice little blood splatter. It's blood splatter and the king, 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 you know, the thing hitting there. Well, he does that. And they drop the bullet in there and then they show him sewing himself up. 
So he's, you know, he does it. And it's like, you know what? Somebody like Dr. Giggles would be able to pull that off. I believe if Dr. Giggles was real, he would be able to do surgery on himself. And I love the line that he has afterwards is physician heals thyself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody could do it, Dr. Giggles could do it. Him and Hannibal Lecter probably. Right. And, oh, so, but this is some good, this is some information here. This is good. When they're on the computer, they cut back after he's, after Dr. Giggle uh, heals thyself. Yeah. And, uh, and they're looking at this old school computer. It's cool. And they're going into, they're, they're going into uh, Tarawood, was it Tarawood? State Mental Hospital information. And they go in there and they kind of see, they see information, diagnose schizophrenia, you know, chronic, undifferentiated types of whatever, all kinds of, I remember it was a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but they, they got like his. A bunch of words like, I don't understand and can't stuff, pronounce half of them. But it's cool that you, you see like the, like six, five or whatever, 200 some pounds and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So they're describing Dr. Giggles. And so they're getting this information on, uh, and I remember the line at the bottom, it says, considered extremely dangerous. You know, I remember, and like, it's a bunch of stuff. So they, so now they're, they're kind of, they're kind of getting a little bit more info on the actual, on actual Dr. Giggles and what they're up against. And, uh, so, and they real well, they realized that, that he had, uh, you know, came into the institution about the, about the same time that within a, what, a year or two that af- after the little Rendell had disappeared. So they figured right. it was right about, he would be the, you know, perfect age. That would be, right. That all, that all leads. Uh, yeah. It's like, it all matches like, Oh, this is the guy, this is this kid. It's him. And so they, yep. Yep. So yep. Now there's a scene, uh, they, they, they go to leave. The, he tells the kid to stay there. So Reitz leaves and then Max goes out the window. Matt, Max, I remember he, he just jumps out the window. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm not staying here. Yeah, you, know, you know, does any kid in any movie ever stay where they're told? Right. No. No, stay here. Yeah, they don't, you know. It's for your own good. Stay here. They're not. No, no, you stay here. You would almost expect Morgan Freeman to come in and, like, they would, in fact, not stay there. They would, in fact, they would, in fact, not stay. (laughs) So, uh, I can hear that. (laughs) So, they go. Basically, what happens, so now they're, uh, it it cuts back. They're going to do, they've decided they're going to do this. She's, she, Jennifer. And so she's getting strapped in, but then she's having, she's kind of going back and forth between the real doctor and then like nightmares. It's almost kind of like a nightmare in Elm Street thing, you know, where like, you know, like yeah, all of a sudden yeah. now, now, now it's, now it's giggles. And yeah, like, she's, now she's slowly being, being put under for the surgery. She's kind of hallucinating a little bit. Right. And like, it's like, she can see like the incision and her heart kind of sticking up out of her chest and she's screaming. And then it goes back to her doctor. And of course it's always, it's like it's like Halloween too. Like all the all the hospital rooms are really dark. You know, the room her, his <laughs> office is all dark and like all lit. Like like you know, it'd be lit. But I mean, I, I know why they do it, but it's always kind of funny. Like you know, it's just like that's not realistic. No hospital would be that dark. You know, if you ever been you in know, a hospital, they're pretty well lit. Uh, they're like know, pretty places. bright, but of course it wouldn't be the same. So anyway, so the doctor. Giggles comes in. She's she really is on the table, and then like a, like a, like an examination table, not 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 the surgery room. So Giggles comes in, and fucking stabs the doctor, and then like he's down for the count, and then you think he is, and then he he kind of like does a move, 
he's Dr. Giggles coming for Jennifer, and then the doctor like gets us some scissors or something and stabs Giggles in I think the he leg. Stabs him. Yeah, yeah, stabs him in the leg. Right. And then so this is pretty cool. Like, okay, so now you got Jennifer in the in the corner. Doctor's kind of fighting the good fight. Giggles pulls out like one of those big reflex hammers you know the ones that we always hate oh yeah but this one is like five times the size of a normal one yeah it's like a big like a like a mallet you know and they i mean and so uh does he say he's got he's got to have a line here doesn't he he does but i don't i i i failed in my i don't remember what it was no wait um I, I actually do i actually I, i had it written down with an arrow pointing up because i wrote the line down out of sequence let's see reflex and reflex are normal let, well, let's check that blood pressure right so he's got him now this is a pretty weird scene I mean, it's gross because it's like he's he puts you know we've all had our blood pressure check with it it always seems like they're squeezing it too hard and you feel like your arm's gonna burst yeah yeah well, yeah imagine that around your neck and like the doctor squeezes the thing squeeze 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 like an old-time squeezy ball and he's yep. squeezing it and like, and all of a sudden, you know, the doctor's face, the the, the real doctor, Chamberlain. It's starting to look like a head that's about to pop, like in skin. Right, it's like all the veins popping are out, popping and, out. and it's it's and we can all relate to that. I know I can. You know, getting your blood pressure checked, you're like, oh my god, you know, yeah, this thing just keep pumping away and, and just constricting your neck. So the doctor, so that finally finishes him off, and then and then of course he he gets. Uh, it's 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 the classic monster look where like yep. you know like you know giggles has the girl right the monster carries the girl you know through the beautiful shots of going through the trees with the lights like behind the trees yeah it's a very Ooh. like exorcist kind of lit yeah kind of shot. yeah exactly very, very yes. fog. exactly and he's walking with the girl and it's just a great monster shot i mean i just you know i just love and then when shot. they get back i mean like in rendell's house that were the whole last after this movie takes place, it is essentially like Frankenstein's castle. It's his own fucking character. Yeah. The house is and the house is it's yeah, you're right. You're totally right. It's it's it is a character. And it's always going back there. It's like, yeah, it's like the cat like Frankenstein's castle. Or you know, or or Dracula. Any cat you know, yeah. I mean it's you know, it's yeah, yeah. Lair. His lair, you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lair. Lair's a good word. And uh so we don't use back, that word enough to describe things. Yeah, I'm going back yeah. to my lair. My lair. But this is a pretty cool scene where uh, you see you see right uh, Reitz rather. He shows up and then he finds Dad laying there, and so yeah. you think Dad's already dead. But this is a cool yeah, scene. Yeah, Dad's where actually still alive. Yeah, he's still alive, and so it's a good good move for a jump scare. He grabs Reitz and you're like ah, and then he says he goes to the doctor and then he's something. What does he say there? Something. He says a doctor, but, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll get a doctor. Ambulance yeah, is on the way. He's like, no, right. He's like, and he's out of doctor breath because he's been this. sick. Yeah, doctor did this, and then he's back out again. Right, and he's and then he's gone. So now Reitz is there, and it's like, oh fuck, he's in this you know nightmare, fucking house of horrors, you know. Now, 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 he, and his partner's dead, you know. Right, it's like you know his partner's dead, you know the dad's dead, you know, like oh what the fuck, but you know he. You know, he's not waiting for backup, you know. He's well, the partner Magruder did tell him, he's like, don't go chasing, um, you know, nursery rhymes. And he goes chasing that nursery rhyme. So. Right. He went, you know, he's like, the, you know, he's like, you know, he's a badass. He's a hero. Like, hey, you know, I got to, I got to handle this. So. Yeah. So, 
now we're now this is a pretty creepy this is a cool <laughs> scene because is this where we get the, the we get the reveal? I'm not sure if this is the part where we get the reveal of the the doctor's waiting room. Is this roundabouts where we get the doctor's waiting room with all the the patients waiting? Yes, but not yet. We're, we're this is where we go down. This is a really dressed up, beautiful set where it's it's like the basement surgical it's, room. Yeah, but surgical dungeon like all, is what I like to surgical call Surgical <laughs> dungeon is really dark, but it's beautifully lit. It looks gorgeous. And then fucking, you know, Dr. Giggles is in full surgical, you know, dress. She's on the table. And it just, it just, and they kind of do like a circular thing. They go around it. And it's The camera moves beautiful. around a lot in this, you know, logistically, yeah. that must have been a nightmare to try to, to pull off. But like, it looks really, really good. And it's just beautiful. It just looks so, so good. And, you know, and he's, so he's got her on there and he's, you know, and then, so now, uh, so basically it's, 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 you know, we're building up for the big, you know, uh, so then we got big finale. Uh, yep. Reitz now shows up to the house and then now he goes, he shows up to the, you know, he's got to, he's got to deal with this shit. And, uh, he, so now he, he comes going through the door, he's got his gun drawn and now he's got to, he's got to enter the lair, you know, he's got to go into the heart of the line, the heart of Satan's fucking you know playhouse satan's bowels <laughs> you know, satan's bowels he's got to go through the steps of hell. i like, I like that you call it the heart of it because i see what oh. you did there right <laughs> whether that was intentional or not that was good it, it wasn't but i'll go with it yes yes i was yeah. trying to be uh, very good i, I am a wordsmith yes ladies i am a wordsmith i use words like lair lair the heart the heart of the matter that had to do with the movie re- Dealing with hearts, I'm very clever. So, yes, uh, yes. But, but no, I love the bucket of speaking of hearts. I love the bucket of hearts yeah, that he has. Finish <laughs> choosing from. Like, yeah, this like, one's oh, too large. This one's you know, too like, small. Oh, like, what's just right? Yeah, I know. It's so funny. Like, like they'd be good still. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I can just you know, big bucket of hearts. But anyway, yeah, you're right. Yeah, on very the sanitary, by the way. I might add. Yes. Yeah. Very. That's a clean bucket. He threw him in a clean bucket. And uh, yeah. uh, that was clean. Uh, so, that was clean rust. Right. <laughs> so we're down in that room now. Now Reitz is like the, discovering it. Like he's going downstairs, and you know he's looking. You know it's that thing, the slow walk. You know the walk, the slow yep. walk through the house. Slow you burn. Know, so, slow burn. You know, right? The slow burn. Right. That's it. Yeah, he's going through, looking at shit. He opens up. Now this is what you're talking about. He opens up the reveal. Oh, the uh, the Doctor Rendell door, and now the flag's actually lit and kind of bright. And this is the waiting room, and you can tell. I'll let you tell this. Oh well, that's where all the victims have been, because uh, you right. wonder like why, why hasn't anybody been able to find but like one of these bodies so far? The bodies are all in there with their throats slit, with their brains punctured, with their hearts ripped out, their stomachs pumped, and it's just body after body in this waiting room, all looking very ghostly like i expected them to like get up and like their eyes to pop open like zombies or something but you know they don't take it quite that far but i do believe like i kind of rewound it this time and watch i think they used all the real actors for most of the these you know the corpses that because it looks legit it doesn't look like they made no they're the real they're the real actors they're dressed you know they got they got they got the 
whatever their queue was, they're they're dressed up like in their, their how they're supposed to be. And yeah, I do love it. Bravo, man. Bravo. Because when they come through the door, it's brightly lit like a waiting room. And it's not dark. And they're all sitting there like you could almost hear the music in the background. <laughs> and like, you know, they're just sitting there, you know, like you like, you know, like in a bright waiting room and they're all dead and he's walking around. And I like when he pukes. He's just kind of like his head starts going back and forth. Also, like yep. he's standing there just puking, and they show it. Like that's but it. He, that's that's but, that's all I can take. And I, but he keeps going. You know, like oh, I got shit to do. You know, like he just kind of pukes while he's kind of standing, and just kind of pukes it out, and then walks, and then he opens up, and I like it because then they show the, then they show like the hall, like the like a hallway, and it's like all brightly lit, but it's got cobwebs everywhere, but it's like this legit like doctor's office. You know what I mean? Like it's got doors and stuff going on, and leading to like, different various waiting rooms and holding right. areas. If it wasn't, it wasn't full of cobwebs. You'd think this is like a legit office, and they're smart though. It's bright, but now they got the one flickering light, so it gives it that kind of. Ugh. So it's kind of like it blends. It kind of goes from the light to the blinky light as he's turning, and then it's turning dark. So he's going into the to the to the, to the devil's bowels, <laughs> yeah. and then like and uh, and then. Uh, and then, of course, he goes through the double door, like the typical hospital door. And then it's the actual surgical room. Doesn't he pick up a heart and he throws it at Reed? Yeah, because he's, well, just about the point where he's going to start doing the surgery. He he had told the Jennifer that he had to shock her heart and stop it in order to replace right. it. So he does that. He shocks her. And just as Reed comes in and he throws a heart at him and he says, there's one liner, have a heart. Right. Yes. <laughs> so and if that, was that. The, if that was the heart that he was going to use, he just fucked up. He's going to have to go out and kill another right. person. He's going to have to go in that bucket and find another one. He's going to have so, to find uh, another one in the bucket. He takes his little, those electrical, whatever, like the heart things. The, oh, defibrillators. Defibrillators, thank you. So so to get, make his quick getaway, Giggles puts them together and it makes a big electrical thing. And it kind of... I think it also, we need to mention that it's a homemade defibrillator because it's hooked yeah. up to like 12 different car batteries. Right. Oh, yes. All, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm glad they do that. It's like, it's something like he's making all this shit. Like he's got all these car batteries and, and shit, you know, and they made this, whether his dad did it or he did it, but they got, you know, like that's his yeah. power source for those things. And then uh, it's pretty cool. There is another one liner here and, and it's one of my, it's my second favorite line. No, I'll okay. let you take it. I think I probably have okay. it written down. And he goes, if... he, he goes. Uh, uh, I, I'm fucking. I'm gonna fuck the lineup. I mean, but this is when he kind of gets out of the room, Doctor Giggles, and then he opens the door, and then we see a golf bag. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Go, okay, go ahead He's and like, say the line. Time to do what doctors do. Doctors best. do best. <laughs> and he picks up a nine iron. <laughs> picks up a nine iron like golf. Doctors watching this like laughing their asses off. You know, like. like <laughs> Like, you know, and and then like their wives or Patty vice versa. Did Patty did get it and and got a, a chuckle out of that one, right? You know, and they're looking at it like, yep, yep, yeah, that's what you do, all right, right, but, right. And, and it's funny. So he gets the club, and then uh, we, we're kind of going back and forth. Now we're cutting. It's the it's like now Jennifer's up. Like uh, Reed well, gave her some Reed gave her some mouth to mouth and kind of brought her back. So now she's up and walking around. Reed's is going after uh trying to find giggles and they're back in this hallway running around 
and that's and when then, yeah, the Max shows back Max up out of nowhere. Up. Now you know Max has got Jennifer. Beats is still like looking for giggles, and Not, then they of, they start having a big showdown. I think in the waiting room, right? Yeah, they go back through the waiting room, and now this is where Max and Jennifer see those bodies, and this is kind of like they're like ah, uh, they're so they're they're stumbling and falling down, and you know now it's you know the lights are kind of going dark, and it's just one of these you know it's just all bad. Yeah, you know, everything's like, going bad. They're hugging and trying to hold them, and then up in the background, lo and behold, Doctor uh, Giggle stands up. Bink! He hits Max with the fucking club, and then he starts wailing on fucking Reeds. And uh, Giggles is working him over with the club. Reeds is he, he bends Reeds the is, club. He collapses right. the club. He's like, I should have grabbed the six iron or something. Yeah, like yeah. He's got another, right. Uh, Reeds' gun's on the floor, and the bullets got knocked out of it. Now Jennifer's doing the shaky hand thing where she's trying to put the bullets in. She goes, and there's another line. Uh, where he goes, he hits, he hits Reeds, and Reeds kind of flies through a glass window, and then fucking she like points the gun, and then he grab, giggles, grabs the gun, and then he says, what does he say? There? Oh, something to the effect of he's like, don't you know what happens when kids play with guns? Something like that, or something so now, to that effect. I didn't write that one down. So, so he's slacking. I remember he said something. Because, you know, it was an opportunity, and you know they took it. I just don't remember what it was. So now he's got a gun, and he's walking around. He's shooting He's shooting at Reitz. I don't think he got him yet, did he? Well, Re- no, Reitz had backpedaled, and he's like, come and get me, motherfucker. And right. then Dr. Giggles starts chasing after him, shooting him, and, it, and they end up back into the— They're uh, back in the surgical room. The, yeah, the surgical dungeon, yep. And they're back in the surgical dungeon. And then, and he's got the gun. And so they're kind of going through the equipment. You know, he's knocking shit over. Uh, and uh, Jennifer has got the club. She she smashes the office door. When we see Rendell's name again, Senior. She smashes, she opens the thing. And now they're, now her and Max are making their escape. They're going up the stairs. And Which then this collapse. Pretty, yeah, when the right, collapse, right. This, collapse this on gets them. wicked. The stairs collapse. And this is a pretty cool scene. Because they had a foreshadowing moment showing them walking down and the sh- steps were cracking and kind of there, shaking. Yeah. Like, so you got a kind of a foreshadowing yeah, moment. Yeah, they set that up. They did set that up in there. And, and, Which and, they do and, a lot of that in, in uh, slasher movies especially. Not just horror movies in general, but slasher movies especially. They, they always do a, a foreshadowing thing leading back to, oh, like, oh, that vehicle's going to come back into play or that right. weapon's going to come back into play. Like, that's definitely coming back. Right. And you it get did. a little... You get a little nugget, you know. Like, yeah, okay. they brought a little, brought it full circle. I like that. So now we've got. I think it was because of one of the uh, one of the 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 when he the gunshots that he took set the f- fire up. I can't remember actually, but I thought so he was firing like and it hitting some sparks caused the fire because shit's yeah, dripping all over the player. Because some there was some fall, oh, a bottle broke and it had some flammable shit in it. And when he shot, didn't he yes. land on something and then like that that spark. Yes, the, yes, the yes. Fluid. That's it. So, so now the fire's going. You've got Max. Now he's climbed up the broken stairs, and now he's reaching down, and he's like trying to pull, you know, uh, Jennifer up. So it's one of those things like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You know, they, you know, he's like, yeah. Trying now shit's on, like, yeah. Now right. shit's on now, fire. Now, so she's there, you know, dangling. Um, uh, Reitz is still fighting. Um, Reitz is still fighting. Uh, Dr. Giggles in the surgery room 
and they're kind of like like Reitz was on fire for a little bit, and then they bounced off into the onto the top of the thing, and I guess that put them out. And they're still kind of going at it. Because he then shots him at one point, and he has that right. one liner. Where he's like, "I haven't discharged you yet." Right. No one liner. And then you see, basically, out of nowhere, right when she's getting pulled up, Giggles is, you know, he grabbing her. He's grabbed at her ankles, and he's pulling her back down and all this shit. She manages to kick her way out of it. And uh, so Max pulls her up, and then Dr. Giggles can't exactly just jump up off those things. So he's kind of pissed. He's looking up at him yelling some shit. So we've got yeah. – uh, so now we've got they, – we, they keep showing these acetylene tanks that say, you know, flammable on them. It's the old, you know, like – they keep showing them, like, we know something bad is Again, happen. foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. Flames are going around them. They're slowly zooming in on the flammable sticker. So we know what we're going to see here. Um, Got to have a house they, explosion. Right. So basically, uh, you know, and then uh, Giggles is like, you know, ah! he's running around. He, you know, he's cackling like a wild man. I think. Yeah, he's like, ah! <laughs> and then fucking, so the house blows up, and of course, they, uh, Jennifer and Max get out the front door just in time. It's a pretty cool scene. The, I don't know if it's a stunt guy or if it's Max, but when he's flying through the air, that looks really good. It's like, you know, when they both come out of the house. And yeah, that, that when they both take that, that last kind of running step. And they, behind them. That's a fucking great scene. So, it's the, it's anyway, the hero shot, you know, where the, the yeah. you know, the explosion is lick, licking right. at their heels, you know? Right, exactly. So he did get out. He gets out. And uh, they get out, rather, and then it blows up. And then uh, there's a cool shot from the fair where they can see in the background. They all look, and the people are standing there. And you can see, like, the, the you can see the house in the background, though, like the, the explosion up in the sky. And yeah, all, yeah, it is. A, it's nice. It's, it's, it's a cool a nice shot, shot that they the thought of that, to have that shot. That's really interesting. So now they go back to, now we're in the, now we're in the hospital. We're, like, we've gone, we're, we're she's on her gurney it's that shot you know whether she's back in the you know like now everything's okay she's back in there they're gonna you know get her and finally get the surgery done she's you know in a nice real hospital yeah and like so by a brand new brand new doctor brand new doctor brand new doctor brand new nurse chamberlain's dead so he's gone right so he's gone it's a whole new staff and a real hospital it's not like a dream thing or nothing so she's like then the, one of the nurses assisting notices blood coming from under a door. She opens the door, and it's fucking pretty cool scene. She like sees some of the <laughs> doctors like laying on the floor dead, you know, like they have their throat slit and there's blood everywhere. And then all of a sudden she's grabbed, and then all of a sudden she got. And then we see the door open. And we see like the waist down. We see like a burned up doctor giggles is yep. is. Are he up. is uh, scorched. He is scorched. scorched. Scorched is the word, and he's got a he's got a case, little uh, his little doctor's case, all burned up, and he's in there, and he comes in, he takes his mask down, his face is all burnt. And, oh yeah, it's uh, some great blister work. And I mean, then it he looks says, "Really good." Yeah, it's really good. And then the doctor is attending the the overseeing the surgery. He's looking at him like, "What?" Like he's just <laughs> looking at him like, "What are you doing?" Like, and then he's the, got like, like I think he's like who the hell are you even? And then at the time she's starting to go under and then trying not to go under. She, she's taking the mask off. He's whipping out these fucking tools that are like these medieval steel, stainless steel torture devices. Torture devices like this like the maniac came up with these. And he pulls out this thing 
And he basically does he have what he has a line here, right? He says Oh, he does. Uh fuck. <laughs> I yeah. I, I don't remember. I, I wrote but like looks, 20 of them down, but there's so many of them I missed so many of them. The doctor says something to him, the, the real doctor, and then he takes it and he stabs at him, pulls it back, and then we see the doctor's glasses impaled on these spikes. Yeah, I wish I'd wrote that one down because that was a so, good one. Damn it, I did not though. Ah fuck. And I failed so, you, sir. No, you did not fail. You wrote all the other ones down. You're good. So, <laughs> so anyway, he pulled it back, and then that doctor's done. So now, you know, Jennifer's up running. She's like, she finds like a like a little utility closet with a bunch of equipment in it. She's hiding in it, like a storage thing for equipment, and you know, right, stuff. right. She's hiding, and he, of course, he's smashing this really thick hospital glass. Because I don't think we've ever mentioned about like once, like. Brettendell, like Dr. Giggles, is a big motherfucker. He's six foot right. plus, 250 pounds plus. No, right. He's, he's, a big, a, he's a big monster. He's, he's a formidable foe. I mean, he's he's big. She, so he finally busts through the door. He's got some more one-liners that I can't remember. Um, he, he comes in. She grabs some liquid. I, I'm going to assume it's rubbing alcohol. He throws it at her feet, his feet. She throws it at his feet, and it blasts. Then she grabs those defibrillator things, reaches down. He's holding like uh, like the shit that he was going to kill her with, and then he drops. Yeah, the, she fucking the Uber she, tools she hits, I call them. She yeah, she hits the electricity, and all of a sudden it's like ah, you know now he's so now all this electricity's darting all over him. And that's the and thing that I love. Like I have to admit that I love is those blue electricity sparkles of yeah. arcs of electricity in movies. It's still it was still alive and still a thing in the nineties. I like it was an eighties thing mostly, but I love it. Uh, I love it, and they used it wonderfully here. Yes, he's all sparked up, and then of course you know she's walking by, you know, and then and, you know, and her. He's not quite dead. Down. He's not, not quite, quite dead. dead. He grabs her ankle. She's fucking like like. Unbeknownst to him, she's grabbed those tools. So when he thinks he's, he stands up, thinks he's got her, he she yeah. stabs him in the chest, and he's yeah. kind of cross-eyed. And then he looks oh. at he hits his knees. He looks at the camera and says, "Oh, well, he says, oh, well, well, she's got wait, wait, she's got a one-liner. She says, take two and call me in the morning. Yes, and she okay. stabs him in the chest. So she gets a one-liner, doctor one-liner on in him. And then as he drops down. To his knees, he looks into the camera, breaks the fourth wall, starts drooling, and says, "Is there a doctor, doctor in the, in the house?" house. <laughs> and then he one last little, eh, and then falls forward, right. and then, and then the, falls forward, and, and those then tools, tools pop out his back. So right. he's done. As his, as his, as he hits the ground, the tools come ripping out through the back, and then she like crouches down, like you know, like she's like it's over, and she's kind of crying and like, uh, and then he's he's dead, you know. Obviously, you know, he's got the thing sticking through him. And so then we cut to essentially the end. I mean, like we do we, get a couple little, little bit of almost like a post scene, though. Well, we get a post scene where now it's daytime, and she's now in a nice hospital bed once again. She's Presumably like post surgery. The recovery room, right? And then Dad is with her, so Dad made it. Yep, Dad so made Dad it. He just he like all he says is like, "Hey, pumpkin," or "Hey, hey, darling," and then he just leaves the room. Like he right. just completely gets out. And it's kind of cool. So, okay, so dad made it. That's cool. And then he walks by, and then there's Max standing at the door, and he's fine. He's got his arm in a sling. So it's kind of cool. Like the people she loved, or, you know, everybody, they, they made it. Max is over there, and he leans down and gives her a kiss. 
then we kind of go over to the heart monitor and of course the heart monitor starts going fast because obviously her hearts are beating fast because her lover is kissing her yep. and uh it uh cuts the black and we roll credits and that's dr yeah. giggles baby and we get a little bit of a uh, bad case of loving you a, a remake yeah. of it but yeah bad case of loving you and then roll credits no post credit scene I would have expected nope. expected that you know if this movie was made in present day there'd be a post credit scene because there would definitely be a post credit scene yeah but yeah that's the end and that would be the end of our Doctor Giggles other than a, a couple of comic books but uh, you know no more from Doctor Giggles and it's a freaking travesty because Larry Larry Drake is just so good in it he's just he's the MVP he here. He's so good he's so good in this thing and if they ever decided to make a remake it. There are people that could play it, but you're not going to play it like Larry Drake. I'm sorry. Yes, you could find great actors that would be totally fucking cool and stuff like that, but you're not going to play it. You're not going to have that look like, and just that, and just the way he laughed and stuff. That was that was Larry Drake, Drake ah, Larry Drake's role all the way. I yeah, mean, he totally, just, totally. You just you just can't see anybody else doing it, or why would you want to? I mean, if they made a sequel or a remake, I'd go see it. I'd watch it because, you know, I'm a fan of the movie and I'd watch it. But Larry Drake, God bless you. And, you know, and, uh, you know, you're a great actor and you were, this is your movie, dude. This is yep. your movie. And you shown, you were shining like a diamond, brother. You did a great yeah, job. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people always say that his, 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 uh, you know, best role was Durant and Darkman, which I love me some Darkman. I love right. him as Durant that man he's he's Dr. Giggles to me to me he's, he's Dr. Dr. Giggles that's the role from that's uh, you know I mean yeah he's a great actor he did a lot of cool stuff you know but, yep uh, yep but well uh, all right uh yeah I mean got I mean he had like 80, 80 plus credits so he, you know he yeah. worked quite a bit he worked quite he a bit he did he sure did with that being said, let's go ahead and get off into our final thoughts and reviews, and you know how uh, and ratings. You know how we do things around here. Guests go first, so go ahead, give us your final thoughts and rating on a scale from one to ten, man. Well, my final thoughts on this movie, I kind of we kind of touched on it in the beginning, but it's it's to me this is the unsung hero of the slasher genre. It, it is a slasher by every uh, by every definition of the word. Um, it's got everything that you that any fan of this genre would want to see. It is a, it is a true slasher. It's got great kills, great villain. It's funny. It's got a lot of funny stuff. It's got a lot of horrible stuff. Uh, that you know, horrifying stuff rather. You know, I should say. Um, it's it's a, got a great backstory. It's got good good kids in there. The young younger folk. Uh, and good meaning whether they're bad and you hate them, they're they're good because that's what they were supposed to do. Yeah, they did their uh, job well. They, they, they did they, their they were job. good actors. It was got, well yeah, cast, well cast. You had, you had the good parents uh, in it, were kind of the shit parent, and then you know the good dad. Um, you had it, you had it all. It's got it all. You know, it it really is. It's a great. If you haven't seen it, I, you, I can't recommend this enough. As if you know, if you're in the slashers. There's no reason you wouldn't love this. It's got everything. It's got the great. I love the backstory with they got, you know, even the cops in this thing. They're not just your typical, like, you know, dopey cops or something sort of a real asshole cop. You know, you know, it's like, you know, yeah. some, it's like these cops were cool. 
you know, they were trying to figure it out. Like, even down to the point where they, like, they raid the party. They let everybody go. They're just like, hey, you know, go home. We catch you you out and about. We're going to arrest you, but we're letting you go for now. And you gave a shit about them. And then, you know, and you kind of felt bad for, you know, fucking... uh, for uh for Magruder for Magruder all the shit that you know he that he witnessed back then and carrying it all these years and you know and he's still fighting the good fight. You had Reeds who was a true you know fucking fighter. You know he went yep. in there to fucking save and you know go save the you know the girl and you know and find out what's going and take the bad guy out. I mean he's the one to put the pieces together and you know right. and uh, good detective work. Right, did good detective work. He did his job. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's just a good movie. I, I love it. It's a great slasher. Please go see it. If you haven't, if you have seen it, Hey, you, if, maybe if you forgot about, you know, <laughs> pull the old VHS out or get on your computer. Cause it's all like, like Cameron said, it's all over the place. It's easy. You know, it's not a, it's not hard to find. It's, it's not right hard to find, at, you it's know, at your fingertips right there at your fingertips. And, uh, it's a great, it's a great, Movie, I'm so glad we got to do this. I remember when it's like I say this all the time about you, but every time you say <laughs> something like, "Well, we're talking about doing a movie and doing a slash," and you said Doctor Giggles, I'm like Doctor Giggles, yes. Like it wasn't <laughs> even like I don't think there was any, you know, there wasn't. I don't even think a timer because the time, the amount of time, uh, it took me to like one of it wants to do that and agree to it. <laughs> I was like, you know, I couldn't believe. Yeah, I was like Doctor Giggles, fucking fuck yes. And I'm glad yeah, we did yeah. it. I had a great time. And in, 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 in memory of Larry Drake and what a great actor he is and how, I, you, know, uh, you, you know, how well he did this role and, you know, and him as an actor in general and a human being. Uh, and for the Halloween, I'm, I'm giving up some Halloween candy on this one. I'm giving it a 10. And uh, I think it deserves it. And, uh, you know, happy Halloween, happy Slasherville days to, you know in this time of year we when we, we i mean halloween not, not a better time to you know to celebrate but, you, know, you know our beloved I'm, slashers right exactly and he he deserves to be honored and the people who directed and wrote it and everything else involved in this great movie you know good you know thank you for making it for our entertainment you did a great job and i'm i'm, I'm giving it a solid 10 because it deserves it and that's that's my opinion yeah i i'm matching your 10 you, you know, ah, this is one of my completely matching your 10. Even ah. some of the minor quibbles I might have, like some continuity and some plot holes, I can forgive all that shit. I can forgive right. that up one end and down the other because this movie is so highly entertaining. Yes. It's got inventive kills, even though they might have been, you know, cut all the hell by the, the ratings board at the time. I still think they, they hold up really well. They got, you know, what little they were able to get away with was fine by me. Uh, the, what I love about this movie is just Dr. Giggles himself. He's just oh, so, yeah. it's so endearing in a way. And oh no, that's a weird it, word. To that use. is the word. I felt the same way about the guy. I do. You know, it's like, I, it's just crazy. He's not a good guy. That, that, you know, he's not a good guy at all. But like, no, he's not a good guy. It's a terrible guy. But, you know, but when, yeah, when the, you look the, back, the, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, but even when you go back with all the shit the kid went through, with his crazy ass dad and the shit he had to go through, you can understand. Even though he's doing terrible stuff and he's he's a slasher, you know he's not a nice guy. You know he's a terrible person. He's a monster. But I love monsters. Him. I love <laughs> too, right? <laughs> I, I, love, I love him. I love him. I love the character. I yeah. love him. And I love I just, there's something about him. you know there's something about the humor. Lots of times, 
I don't like humor mixed with my slashers lots of right. times because most of the time it's just not done right. Right. And there's a certain level of, you, you know, there's certain sous-song you need of humor and with your horror and this just hits the right level of it. You know, you think, you know, a title like Dr. Giggles that it would be so over the top that it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to stomach it. But it, right. it's just the right level of over the top. And like I said way at the beginning, this movie is a comic book film disguised as a horror movie. And I love the the, the marriage of that, of, of a horror comedy with a comic book film. It's just I, I, yep. everything about it. I love the, the, the history behind Dr. Giggles. I love the flashbacks. I love the story building. It's just, it's my, out of all the the... That single serving slashers, this is one of my two absolute favorites. The other one we're going to be covering as well is, is Popcorn, but I love yeah. the two just as much. Like, I think both of these two films, uh, Popcorn and Dr. Giggles, are the young, that you put it earlier, the unsung hero, heroes of the slasher genre. And if, uh, if I could probably resurrect, if I, had to, if I had to make a Sophie's choice and resurrect one or the other, I'd probably resurrect Dr. Giggles. Over popcorn, yes. yeah, it's a hard choice, but <laughs> right. yeah, I got you. I, I, I'm feeling you. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a ten. It's you know it's a movie far from perfect, but goddamn, it's it's so goddamn entertaining. Got to give it, it got to give it a ten. So two full full tens. I think uh, you know our our love for this movie is pretty strong, and if I you're think, listening yes. I to think, this I show, think we made that. I think we made that clear. <laughs> yeah, we made that abundantly clear. And for those of you who have been listening and don't love this movie, I don't know why you tortured yourself to listen to us two morons right. <laughs> cackle wildly about this movie. But if you haven't seen it, uh, even if you haven't seen it in a while, give it a rewatch. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. We're all right. I think we'll stick a pin in this one for the afternoon. Uh, I want to thank you, brother, for doing this. I know we had to lose some, some scheduling snafus, but we made it work. We did. We did, sir. Right on, right on. Well, thank you again, Tom, for coming back on, and I'll see you back at the Grindhouse Pizzeria here soon enough, I'm sure. All right, and folks listening at home, this has been your Single Serving Slashers Appreciation Month, and we have been reviewing and dissecting the one and only Dr. Giggles from 1992. Thanks, as always, for listening, folks. I think you're going to be fine. <laughs> you I get a second opinion well here we are <laughs> Jennifer my problem is I care too much